What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the Cinephile Diaries. Um, I think I'm going to mention this in the main show, which I'm recording, which is this is going to come out after the main show, but this is I'm recording this before the main show. But we're kind of I'm kind of I'm revamping the podcast a little bit. Uh, so it's I'm not going to call it, I'm not going to say this is a bonus episode of the Cinephile Diaries. This is just a bonus episode of Real Reflections, which is the name of the main channel. Um, but this is a bonus episode. In this episode, we're going to do a deep dive on a show that has become very important to me over the last couple of weeks. Um, and I did just say we because I have a friend here. His name is Izzy, and he's the guy who got me into this damn thing. Thanks for ruining my life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself? Who the who who are you? Who are you? My name is Izzy. Caleb's co-workers um, I gave him the recommendation for Fight Club uh, I gave him the recommendation for Neon Genesis Evangelion uh, it's a show that I hold very dear to my heart but I don't think I've ever met anyone that's actually watched it so I wanted someone to talk to about it with that's and yeah Caleb, Caleb fell in love with it and I'm very very happy about that I, I d- fell in love is a good word because I like it's it's the perfect show for me it's like like I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, have I talked, I feel like I've talked about, you know, the fact that I love shows about religion. I love shows about, I love drama, mental health and shit. I love, uh, yeah, I just, I love everything. I love, I love a lot of those types of shows and this is combining all of that. I love animated shows. I love shows that have Monsters of the Week. The show combines literally all of those things into that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a deep dive on the entirety of Evangelion because I've seen the show, I've seen End of Ava, and now I've seen all four rebuilds. So uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, so I guess we're gonna just start this uh, conversation with with the original with the thing that started it all the original Neon Genesis Evangelion anime the original 26 episodes um i have talked for 30 freaking minutes about this show so i i would love for you to you know take it off and tell us how you feel about those the the original show at least okay so uh, it's good that's it great we're good everybody go home guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, Neon Genesis Evangelion is a really good show, 26 episodes long. I watched that my my sophomore year. Yeah, my sophomore year of high school. And, like, wow. my sophomore year of high school was not a great time for me. It was very terrible. Um, I also, I didn't really like who I was then. And watching Evangelion is kind of like... I don't want to sound cheesy and say like life changing and stuff, but it definitely makes you like reevaluate who you are as a person. That's um, completely fair, I think. Yeah. So, the show starts off with our main protagonist Shinji, and he is going to see his, his father Gendo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Shinji is a really interesting character because there's so many layers to him. Mm-hmm. Be it. In the show itself, and the creator of the show, Hideaki Anno, is the creator of uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. And um, a lot of animes are based off mangas that came before 
Mm-hmm. Evangelion was a just pure kind of I don't know what it's called, but there was no it was based off nothing. It was just based off of like Kano's story. It was just yeah. And uh, Yunakarano, his self insert in the story is just Shinji. The sh- Shinji is him. It's basically a story of how he kind of like how he could base his emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, the creator of the show was in a very deep depression when he made it throughout the entirety of making the show. Mm-hmm. It's very apparent with the main right. character. Yeah. Abandoned at a young age by his father, Gendo, who is the worst person. In just any, awful. <laughs> any fictional time, any timeline, Gendo is just an awful person. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it later, but Gendo is so irredeemable over and over again. Yeah. He's terrible. Worst father ever. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so he comes to this place, which the setting is so cool. It takes place in a city called Tokyo 3, which implies that Tokyo has been Tokyo, Yes, yeah. And in this, in this, I guess, this world, it takes place 15 years after the second impact. And there's these things that are referred to as impacts, which is basically like kind of destroying the planet. There mm-hmm. was the first impact, which ironically created everything at the beginning of time. And then when that happened, there was two things that were made. There was Lilith and Adam, right? Yeah. 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 And so every universe has one Lilith and one Adam. And if they, like, get too close to each other, it creates an impact that could destroy everything. And, um, basically, there's this organization called Nerve, and they are the ones who make all the Evangelion units. Mm-hmm. The title of the show, and Evangelion is a giant robot that is used to fight these things called angels. Angels are sent to try to get into contact with Lilith and, you know, bring about the end of the world. But, um, it's a lot deeper than that, but, like, surface-level explanation. Yeah, that's a very good, like, opening to, like, what the show is. Because uh, you, you kind of, you meet Shinji literally just in the city for the first time. In fact, I think you actually meet Masato first. Masato's in the car driving to find him, and she's yeah. like, how did I lose him, or whatever. Um, and then, sh- and then you meet Shinji. He's like at the phone, and I love, that, I love that, I love that it just throws you straight in because it starts and everyone's evacuating. The phones are down because there's an angel on the way, and and you start with Masato racing to find Shinji, and the entire first episode is just that race to get Shinji to an Eva, um, while also he's having to like reckon with the fact that. Um, He's about to meet his, his father. father for the first time in three years. Um, yeah, it's because his father abandoned him. Terrible mm-hmm. father. Terrible dad. Terrible. The whole build of the episode is getting Shinji into Evangelion Unit 1, which there's multiple units. Um, but, like, he doesn't really want to do it. And, like, I get it, you know? Who wants to pilot a giant robot? And he's 14, by the way, so he's, he's a child. Right. He's a literal child. And, um... He really doesn't want to pilot the Evangelion unit, and the only reason why he does is he sees another pilot whose name is Ray, and she's been injured from trying to fight the uh, 
the angel, but she pilots Ailing Evangelion Unit Zero, right? Yes, although she wasn't injured fighting an angel. She wasn't finished her eyes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She's injured nonetheless. And him seeing her injured kind of like spikes this, I guess, fight or flight response, but he mm-hmm. has to fight and he gets in the Evangelion unit. And um, then it's just one of the coolest sequences ever because the place where the Evangelion unit is held is deep, deep underground, like way mm-hmm. below the city of Tokyo. So they have these like rail system that shoots this giant, maybe like what? I want to say they're. 80 meters tall however yeah tall that is in real yeah i don't <laughs> in in real in real numbers <laughs> yeah in real numbers i don't know how tall that i'm is. an american i'm an american i don't know what that means <laughs> and it shoots him up into the, into the city and shinji is piloting evangelion unit one for the first time he's piloting mm-hmm. a giant robot you know like, mm-hmm. uh, like a megazord from power rangers you know yeah and he's got, he doesn't know what he's doing, obviously, you know? He, but he's tr- he tries, he tries to fight the angel, and the angel just whoops his He gets his ass, ass kicked. He gets his ass he beat. Ass <laughs> and then what is so interesting, watching it and not knowing anything, is that after he gets hit by it, the Evangelion unit starts bleeding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Blood! And that really like, just like what this episode you're like why is this robot bleeding blood you know? <laughs> right why is this robot bleeding you know and but a weird kind of cut happens and shinji defeats the angel yeah because uh, like the episode ends yeah the episode ends that he went i think the next episode starts in the hospital with him yeah, waking hospital, up like you beat the angel and but like they don't show how he beat the angel they don't angel yeah like and they don't show that until i think like what is it? Episode. I think, I think it's the end of episode two. I think I think that's a flashback. I don't think so. I thought they showed it later on after preface spoilers. Spoilers for like a what twenty twenty <laughs> year old show. Yeah. Uh, they I I thought they didn't show how he beat the angel until after Unit One goes berserk for the first time. Uh, I, th- I no I. Be wrong. I think I, it was a bit before that, though. I think they show it in... I... Th- I, I don't know. I, I, it's been a couple weeks. Oh. And I've, like, I have, I have you know, all of the rebuilds in my mind now. And, like... Yeah, I got all the rebuilds in my mind than the actual show. No, yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure he defeats... Uh, I'm pretty sure they show it. I'm pretty sure they show it in episode two. Like a, but, like, at the end of the episode. They have because they have that they have him moving in with Masato and like getting yeah. you, um and and I no yeah definitely because it's uh it's when he's lying in bed and he's like I, this is another You're ceiling right. I don't recognize, and then he has that flashback and he remembers the eyes, what he locked out yeah, yeah but I mean after that he moves in with Miss Masato who is a very interesting character she's um, yeah yeah and it's it's. It's hinted to that, like, one of the characters, Ritsuko, tells Misato, like, oh, don't be hitting on this boy, you know? But, like, in your mind, you're like, Misato's a grown woman, and Shinji's a Gro- 15-year-old, you know? <laughs> but, like, but like, also, you kind of can't help but not, just because they're so... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It feels weird, but you kind of can't help but not root for it to some extent. 
you, know, you kind of want to root for Shinji in a way, you know? Because, like... Yeah. Especially when you get... When he, like, gets to school and everyone else is obsessed with Masato when he like gets to school. Yeah. Yeah, and the second episode is with um, Toji and... Uh, I forget the glasses dude's name. Uh, sorry. He's like... No, you're Ida. good. Uh, Ida? Ida... Yeah, it's Ida. Yeah. It's Ida, and that's whenever they try to sneak out of the um, the bunkers to watch an angel fight, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's... Yeah, cause it, cause episode two, episode two, he fights. Yeah, that's. I'm pretty sure that's three. Three is when he fight. No, yeah, three is definitely when he fights the, the angel, and they end up outside, and then. Uh, In this time, we also get a little bit more information on Ray, who's the pilot from the beginning of the show. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, I really enjoy Shinji's and Ray and Ray's like dynamic especially in the beginning of the show because they almost have like a romantic type of like chemistry which mm -hmm. is so cute and then like later in the show it gets, and then you like, figure like, out spoiled. you figure out a thing and it's like no yeah yeah there's this there's a scene i really like from the beginning when shinji is trying to talk to ray about gendo because no yeah because Ray values Gendo so much, and Shinji just doesn't get it, you know? And you can see there's, like, jealousy from Shinji that, like, oh, he, his dad cares more about Ray mm -hmm. than himself, you know? And then Ray asks Shinji a question, like, what is it? It's like, do you trust Gendo? And he says no, and Ray slaps him, which is, like, a lot of character coming from Ray because she's very deadpan. Right. Very monotone, does not show any facial expressions at all, which is, makes a lot more sense later. Yeah, I've I've literally seen that slap. I've seen the show. I've seen that episode of the show twice. That I've seen the same slap happens in the rebuilds, and it like I'm still not entirely sure what it means. Cause and this is I mean this is spoilers for the fact that the the fact that Ray is a clone of his mom. The the fact that Ray is a clone of Shinji's mom. So there so it so like that slap could be, um, don't talk about your father that way. Like, as a mom, like, don't talk about my husband that way. It could be as, like, um, as, like, a child. She almost feels like she's Gendo's kid. Don't talk about my dad that way. Or, uh, almost it's like a... Of, like, don't talk yeah. about my husband that way, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a complex, like, moment. And, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it stuck out to me on rewatch. Because I was like... I still don't know what this moment means. And the next big angel fight is the one, the only angel whose name I genuinely know is Ramil. Ramil is a, it's a triangle. That's literally what he is. He's just a big triangle. And it is probably one of my favorite angels, just design wise. And he appears in both the show and the rebuild, all the angels do. But yeah. specifically, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. His design in the rebuilds is so is so cool because it's like an ever sh like ever molding shape but um what is it? it makes its way to the center of tokyo 3 and it starts to drill down into the nerve headquarters and they can't get near it so the way they do it is with a giant sniper sniper rifle, rifle. yeah that is powered by the entire city's like power panel and like these avas move the evangelion movements the evangelion units they move like people you know, yeah. They look very like human. But, they look like, very fluid. Them, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, 
Like the sniper rifle is bigger than the Evangelion unit. So think of like think of like a skyscraper, but they just laid it on the ground. That's how big the sniper rifle is. And what is it? Shinji shoots Ramil, but it doesn't really work, and it starts Ramil starts shooting back at him. But then Ray comes in to help him by like shielding the blast mm-hmm. so Shinji can get a shot on it. But after that, it looks it looks like Ray and her Evangelion unit have been like injured and stuff. Yeah, and Shinji out of like worry. He gets out of his and he saves. He goes in there, checks on her, and she's sitting there. And like she almost died, and she's extremely monotone, you know. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes is like, what is it? Ray asks, like, well, what should she do in this situation? Yeah. And she's like, you could smile. You, you could know? smile. Yeah. She smiles and shows like actual emotion for the first time. I have like so many things to say about that one episode. Uh. Cause, cause first of all, one of the things I, one of the things that really clicked on re on rewatch that I love about the show is the teamwork. Cause they keep they keep asking, and I don't know why this didn't click, but they keep, but like Shinji especially keeps asking, why do I pilot the Ava? He keeps asking people, why am I doing this? And Shinji's answer, at least for most of the show, is, I do it because it makes, I do it because it makes me feel belong, like it gives me praise, it makes me feel like I belong. Um, and like, he's, he's specifically looking for praise from one person and he doesn't really get it, but his dad, and he never gets it. Uh, God, get such an asshole. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, specifically, uh, like, like the teamwork in the show, the fact that they have these insane plans, like in this episode, we're going to use all of the power from the entirety of Japan to kill this one Ava. Uh, I, I love that the show actually does the work to make you to, to like show why Shinji feels like he belongs. Cause it's, it's easy to have like a group of people. I'm trying to think of examples, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of examples of like groups come, people coming together to do a thing and like do teamwork. But I, cause I'm, I'm real Rangers show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like, I'm watching uh, Star Trek Picard right now. I'll talk about it on the main show. Um, but I'm I'm watching Star Trek Picard right now, and it, it's it's the it's what I love. It's what it's what's awesome about Star Trek. It's the teamwork. It's the fact that all of these people are coming together to make this one awesome thing work. Um, uh, yeah, and that that scene with the with like the the, just the fact that and i like i think i'm probably using the rebuilds more so as my like frame of reference for this but you literally see like all of japan come together to fight this one ava you see like the highways are full of armored trucks and stuff and like they're even in the rebuilds there's a couple of shots of like normal civilians watching this thing happen um and it's it's just really cool that 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 uh that feeling of like belonging um yeah, yeah. and then the the other thing is is the ray the the ray thing i really like it gets a little weird and i'm not sure i'm not like it gets a little bit weirder to think about once you actually know what her deal is but i really like the fact that ray just doesn't understand herself i think like ray ray is like I'm feeling these things, but I don't know why I'm feeling these things. I'm thinking these things, but I don't know why I'm thinking these things. I'm attracted to him, but I don't know why I'm attracted to him. 
Um, and she's just like completely overwhelmed by it. It's, you know, the, this is, it's one of those shows where I really connected with aspects of each character. And I really didn't talk about this when I talked about it originally, but I really, really connected with that feeling that Ray had of, I don't understand anything, but I want to, like, I'm like, I want to understand it all. And I, I, I think she does want to understand um, but I'm completely overwhelmed by the fact that there's all these things I don't understand. Um, one thing I, I really like about Evangelion, which is one thing that made it stood out around the time that it came out, is because it's it's very, like, you know the term shonen, right? Mm. You ever watch, like, Dragon Ball, Naruto, um, any of those just big grand fighting shows, you know? No, I'm a I'm a I'm a toe dipper. This is like this is this is the first full series. It's just like it's just like action stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in all of those, your protagonist is like this big strong or like super masculine or like powerful being, you know? Mm -hmm. And Evangelion, they're doing these grand over the top fights and all that, but the main cast, they're just people. They're just yeah ordinary people. I like yeah. to, I guess, weird, weird, I guess, connection, but, like, Shinji kind of makes me think of Spider-Man, in a way. I was told, I was... That, like, you, you thought the same thing? No, yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I, I, there's a, I, there's a bunch of connections to Spider-Man for me. They're doing grand things, but, like, they're just people, and you mm-hmm. see their humanity, you know? Yeah, you see, like, yeah. the struggles they go through. Yeah. Um... Skipping ahead a little bit, because if we talk about every individual episode, <laughs> we're going to be here for hours. Yes. Jump to when Asuka is introduced. Yeah, let's um, let's jump to when Asuka's introduced. Really fun episode. Uh, th- this episode. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. Because they're like... I also, I also got that rebuild mind, because in the show, the ocean looks normal. But mm-hmm. in the rebuild, the ocean is just completely red. Mm-hmm. But I'll get on that later. Um, the episode when Asuka is introduced is so interesting because, like, we've only seen stuff in Tokyo. Like, yeah. Japan area. Yeah. But we also know that the rest of the world is also making their own Evangelion units, you know? Asuka Langley is German, actually. Yes. Um, and they send her to help out with the, um, I guess, Nerves team or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't that. remember... I don't remember. I don't remember what the rationale is in the show for why she's coming to Japan. I don't. They don't I don't even think they delve on it a lot. Although yeah. I feel like some of it might have to do with who she comes with, Mr. Kashi. Yeah. Who's yeah. An awesome character. Um, I'm so upset you didn't go more into him on the. Honest. The yeah. Yeah. It's but it's like, one of those. His moments. He doesn't have a lot of moments, you know. But when he does, they are so good. Uh, Mr. Kaji and Miss Masato have a past as they dated in college, which already makes tensions like super weird. And on top of that, Asuka is madly in love with Mr. Kaji, with Kaji. even though he's a grown ass man. And <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have a very like opposite Masato and Shinji kind of dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm gonna just say this right now because it's it's. I think the reason why they went to Japan is because Kaji is a double agent and he mm-hmm. is like looking to get information on nerve and stuff. So mm-hmm. That's probably why they went there. Um, 
Now, Kaji's working for... This is this is one of those layers that I kind of miss. Kaji's working for Sele, right? Yes. Okay, okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure, but it's so it's so layered, and there's so much coming at you all at once that, you know, some of the lore I even missed. Yeah. And what is it? Asuka just has a very commanding and intimidating kind of entrance, which perfectly sums up her character. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I know that when it comes to introducing a character, you have like 10 seconds. You have 10 seconds. The audience, or they're going to lose interest, you know? And Asuka just takes complete control of the entire episode whenever she's introduced. Even making like... Because Evangelion Unit 1 isn't there. But they get right. attacked by an angel, so they have to use Asuka's Evangelion which I have to argue is equally as cool and badass as Ava Unit 1. It's so... No, no, I I, I would argue... The red and the white and orange design is just so cool. No, yeah, I, th I, think, I, like, I think I like the Unit 2 design almost more than Unit 1, yeah. honestly. Like... And it's... And what's fun about this episode is that they're on aircraft carriers and they have to fight this sea angel. And so... It's very different type of fighting as it's almost like you're watching like I don't, I don't know, I was gonna say like a Transformers movie, but it's like Yeah. You see Evangelion Unit Two use these giant aircraft carriers as like like footstools, you know? The, yes. Yes. It, it's 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 another one of those episodes that exemplifies the thing that I love about this show, which is the fact that they'll do these batshit insane ideas like these planets we're gonna we're gonna literally sink two battleships so that they end up in the mouth of the angel and then we're gonna fire cannons inside the angel that's such an insane like there's no way when you're watching it it's <laughs> so cool and like right right and, um, and and nothing has to make sense because it's an anime it's a, it's it's an anime it's an animated show that yeah like going into it Going into any animated show, you're like, it's an animated show. They don't have to obey all the laws of physics. Um, but the, yeah, there's so much. They pack so much into these 23-minute episodes. Like, yeah. um, oh god, like, like literally in this episode, for some reason it really hit me when they're like, they're fighting and it's all like clear blue water and then... They go under they go underwater and you see all the ruins of yes. like the other like the world that like it was so fast because it's kind of like a I think I mentioned this when I talked about it on the podcast it's such a representation of what this show is it seems like a fun action show and then you get under the surface and it's like deeply broken <laughs> yeah um what is it? I don't know where I should jump to next. No, I don't want to jump to. One of my favorite things about watching Japanese things is that the translation can get kind of funky sometimes. There's a scene when Kaji is trying to talk to Shinji about flirting, and they're standing by this like vending machine, and I guess Shinji picks up on it wrong, and he thinks Kaji is flirting with him. And in the English translation, he's like, "I'm not gay." And it's just—it's so stupid. Did you? Did you? I don't. I don't remember the scene. I don't remember the scene. I'm not gay, or I'm sorry, but I'm not a homosexual. And it's—it's 
and it's so funny because <laughs> later on in the show he basically falls in love with the boy and i just think that's so yes ironic. that's it's it's very ironic that shinji is like i'm not gay really shinji really um, i'm trying to think of what probably the next like major key point would be well, since we brought up since we brought up Oscar, I like I think I talked about it a lot in the in the. But Oscar's one of my favorite characters in all of media. So I guess the next point to jump to is maybe my favorite scene scene in the entire show. But um, they have to they have to fight an angel that or I don't remember or the one that splits in half. They have to fight an angel yeah. that splits in half. So they need to like have very synchronized movements. So they learn a piece of music, which. I like I haven't dived into it, but the way this fran- like I haven't thought about it really, but the way this franchise uses music, because later on in the rebuilds, music plays an important role in character in a character relationship. Um, obviously, like Shinji, Shinji uses music in a certain way throughout the entire series. Um, so the fact the fact that they make uh, they they try and force Asuka and Shinji to like start getting along so that they can learn this, learn the music so they can attack the, the angel properly um, is really cool. And up to this point, I was not completely sold on Asuka. I was not like, like, like I was like this character, she's funny. And she's I like, she's, she's so <laughs> right. She's, she's funny. She's kind of mean, but she's also really annoying and she's being mean to, Shinji, who's the main character, the guy I'm rooting for. And then you get this scene where um they're talk they're talk I, I I need to rewatch it. They're talking about uh like sleeping in the same room, I think, cuz Masato Asuka happens to move in with Masato and Shinji. And then she Masato she's very upset she's about it. She's very upset about it. She cuz she thinks Shinji's getting kicked out she, when, when they start first move in. Um but they meet, uh, or not they meet, but they're talking about they're talking about sleeping in the same room. And she makes this, and I think Masato had like gone out of town or something. Uh, she goes to a uh, what is it? It was like a wedding or something, right? I think so, because yeah, I no, no no it was um it was like a it was a presentation or something, and she goes with Kaji. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, this is the slice of life episode that you Very really like. Um. But but they make they make this big huff about uh, not wanting to sleep in the same room, and then in the middle of the night, Shinji wakes up, and Asuka's laying right next to him. That scene just like blew that character wide open for me. Like like I went from this character's really annoying to oh I know you I kind of am you. Um, just just like because she spends all she spends all this time exploding. And then you get that scene where you kind of realize that she's just kind of begging for someone to tear down her walls. I don't want to get like too into it because it might get too personal, but um, I think you gave gave a great analysis of Oscar on the podcast. Yeah, uh, th- there's still so much to say, but you you get that scene where she's like begging. It, and and Shinji almost kisses her, and then they don't talk about it. That did they? And then they wake up and they have the the fight with the angel, and they do it, and they crash, and they end up the angels are on top of each other, and she like calls Shinji from the other angel and is like yelling at him because he messed it up, 
yeah, great episode. Um, but yeah, Oscar just really like blew wide open for me in that in that moment. Um, and she and she kind of became the main character of the show for me, which you know we'll talk about it in the rebuilds, but it kind of hurts. Like she kind of she kind of I I I damaged my own expectations with Oscar because. At that point, she kind of became the only character I cared about for the rest of the show, um, yeah. and and you know that which which I think is fine. I think I think her role in the show was so incredible and so beautiful, and I think she is like a second lead. Um, I don't know where I was going with this other than the fact that I wanted to mention that sequence in that moment. Oh, you're uh, good. I'm a segue real quick into yeah. the B plot of that episode, which is all about Misato and Kaji. And it is one of my favorite, like, I guess, like, it's technically a B-plot, but there really is no, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. A, B-plot for Evangelion. It's all right. like, connected together. And it's basically, Misato and Kaji go to this, I really don't even remember what they went to, but what matters is that they go to this party after. Yeah. And Misato gets extremely wasted. And you get to learn a lot about her character. Yeah. How she, like, she yearns for, like, affection like physical affection which makes a lot more sense of why she treats shinji the way she does and mm-hmm. she's kind of creepy that other person's doing that but like misato the really the only way she knows to like express her feelings is through affection right and i want to say it was misato that broke up with kaji right yes i believe I so say, yeah and she there's a moment when they're walking home and kaji's walking misato home that like what is it she's so wasted i think she like yeah up or something right? she, she just yes keeps saying like sorry i'm so sorry. i'm sorry yeah you learn it's really not for like throwing up it's for like the way she is mm-hmm. you know and the way she like treated him i mm-hmm. really like that part of the episode just because it's very it's very slice slice of life and you get to like get a deeper dive into masato who i think right. is a really interesting character especially given her backstory yeah. Because Misato was there at the second impact. At the second impact. Fifteen years before the first, uh, uh, first before the show, and that wiped out the entire southern hemisphere and the ocean. It's what like contaminated the entire ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was there along with her father, who I never knew this. I never knew this until I started doing some more research. But Misato's father was partnered with Gendo for the entire human instrumentality kind of thing. Like, he was in on it. He knew what Gendo mm-hmm. wanted. It was mm-hmm. something that kind of just went over my head as the show, which is something I love about the show, because, like, I, I watched, I watched like, what, three years ago? And there's yeah. still more I learn about it, you know? Yeah, I think I think that gets revealed in the rebuilds, and it was one of those things where I'm like, to some extent, I think I think the rebuilds are canon to the entire show because I think I think it's all kind of one story. But I wasn't yeah. but I wasn't sure because that that gets mentioned in the rebuilds. But I wasn't sure if that was canon to the show. Um, I like to think it's canon to the show. Yeah, yeah, it make it makes sense, um, especially given like what they do with Masato, um, like just the way that character is. Because we we haven't really talked about it, but she's an alcoholic. She's craving. I, I think a good I think a good way to put it is Masato's like craving pleasure. She's just she's in so much pain, um, and has been like she was the only survivor from the South Pole from the expedition to the South Pole in the Second Impact. Um, I believe, 
pretty sure she's the only survivor. Yeah, and she's the only survivor. Only one that survived it. And like you meet her, I think it's in high school where Ritz goes to where Ritz, uh, where she meets Ritzko, and by that time she's Masato. She's very happy. She's very, um, you know, funny and flirty, and uh, she's—I mean, she's she's Masato. Um, just and just like I don't know, it never really clicked up until like right now. Just the amount of it's it's kind of similar to what Oscar was doing, where Oscar was like had to be the best and had to be better than everyone else and had to put other people down because she because it was all a deflection from the fact that she felt so alone and the fact that she didn't like herself. So she had to prove to herself more than anyone else. And Masato's kind of the same way of like, she doesn't like herself. She doesn't like, she doesn't understand why she's the only survivor. And so in order to mask that pain, she drinks, she flirts, she, she Uh, brings a 14 year old kid into her house (laughs) Yeah. I think that Asuka craves attention. Yeah. And Masato craves affection, you know? Yeah. I think jumping from this, since we've talked about them two enough, I think we should go back to Ray for a little bit. And yeah. And jump to, I'll be real with you, I don't remember the numbers for any of these episodes, but it's when they fight, uh, it was codenamed like Arm of God. It's the angel that had no arms, uh-huh. and then it had like the paper kind of arm, the one that Ray fights. The, the one, one that kills Ray. in the rebuild. No, yeah, no, no, okay. no, in the show, the one that kills Ray. Kind of technically. Kind of, yeah. It's, I. It's a little, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I. I kind of don't the, remember. It's, okay, it's the episode where Unit One goes berserk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It it kills Ray and then he freaks out and like. Yeah. The arm gets torn. I think. I think the reason I kind of forgot Ray dies that episode because it's the episode where the arm gets torn off and a human arm pops out of Unit One. <laughs> yes. Um, what is it? Uh, that episode's so cool because it's another episode where you see the full might of Tokyo Three, as like, like the mountains around it aren't mountains. They're like military bases that have right, cannons, like right. giant cannons, and everything is trying to take this angel down. And it's at another point when Shinji runs away because he doesn't want to pilot the Evangelion unit anymore. And mm-hmm. um, we completely skipped over it, but you talked about it a lot in the podcast. This is the episode after Toji pilots the infected uh, Angel unit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Shinji doesn't want to pilot the Ava unit anymore because his father is an asshole. I think that's a really good way to summarize it. Okay, yeah. So this is the episode. This is the episode where um, he gets back in Unit One to save Ray. Okay, I'm I'm with you. I'm tracking now. I know where I am. Very like upset. He doesn't want to. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because he wasn't. Uh, they kind of like they didn't kick him out, but he kind of like just didn't want to do it. He got really upset, and so he runs away again. A big mm-hmm. theme in the mm-hmm. show is Shinji running away. Yeah, which is very like parallel to the author running away from all of his problems because he, he talks about that a lot that's what that's why shinji runs away so much in the show is because the auto he he ran away from all of his problems rather than dealing with them mm-hmm. um, but this leads to one of my favorite scenes uh where you see mr kaji again and uh, i think this is one of his last scenes as well he is 
watering his watermelon garden. Yeah. In the middle, like, <laughs> you see him watering his plants, and behind him is the gigantic angel and Unit Zero fighting each other. And he doesn't have a single care in the world. He, he doesn't care. Watermelons. <laughs> yeah. And Shinji's like, why, why are you like this, you know? Yeah. And, um, what is it? I guess Kashi, I can't remember the entirety of his speech, but he talks a lot about, like, facing your issues, you know? Mm -hmm. And not being scared in the face of, like, certain death. Yeah. Which is very parallel from the conversation they're having, like, right here, and then in the background. Is in the background. Monster fight. Yeah. Um, and so Shinji decides he goes back and he wants to pilot the Ava unit. And as soon as he does, Ray is brutally murdered um, in yeah. front of him. Yeah. The, the angel thing, it doesn't have any arms, but then, like, it sprouts out these, like, almost like slicing paper things, right? Yes. And yeah. It just cuts off the Ava unit's arms and it starts bleeding everywhere. And then it just. It just kind of kills Ray, but what's really interesting is that like as Ray gets closer to death, a lot of her veins start like popping out of her. Yeah, yeah. And then the moment when she dies, her Evangelion unit morphs into like what looks like a human, and mm -hmm. it's like it has like a ring about above her, and then it just explodes, which is so confusing and trippy in the moment. Right. Right. It's still confusing after the moment to realize what really happened. <laughs> yeah. It's it's really confusing, but it looks so cool. And then Shinji just kind of loses it. And he tries fighting the angel, and the angel whoops his ass. <laughs> but he goes into, like, a rage. Well, Shinji right. doesn't go into a rage. The, the Ava goes in. Yeah. Does. And it's revealed, it's a big reveal in the show, that the Avon, it doesn't say it, but just watching the scene, you know, the Avangelion units are not robots, big surprise. They are angels, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They are angels, they were man-made angels that were repurposed to kill other angels. And mm -hmm. they're piloted by, like, humans and stuff. And this one goes completely berserk, because they look like robots, but they have, like, they look like a I guess, like, human-like, you know? Mm -hmm. But, obviously, they look like robots, but when Ava Unit 1 goes berserk, it goes on all fours, human-like arms sprout out of its arms. God, I love this scene. Mouth, its mouth opens up, and it's got, like, bloody teeth in its eyes. It has, like, actual eyes with pupils and everything. And it goes on all fours, and it just, just goes ham on the angel. It just kills it, it rips its guts out, and it eats its heart. And everyone's just staring in, like, pure disbelief and horror, which is a very reasonable reaction. Right, right. Um, yeah. And then Mr. Kashi gets shot. Yeah. That That is the right, that's the same episode, correct? I, I it's think so. Episode the one after. Yeah, no, um, yeah. I think it's that episode. Honestly, honestly, this is one of those this is one of those subplots that I don't remember very well. Um, I liked it just because I liked Mr. Kaji. And him yeah, was kind of a bummer. Um, but a big thing with it is that Misato actually knew they were going to kill him, but obviously there's nothing that she can do about that. And mm -hmm. Mr. Kaji, I feel like he also knew he was gonna die, right? Because he leaves Misato a very like heartfelt voicemail 
on her, um, you know, voicemail thing. And yeah. She listens to it. And it's either at the end of the Berserk episode or the one after it. She listens to it and cries because they both knew it was going to happen, but there was nothing they could have done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I like to think of this as, like, the point of no return for the show because after yeah. that, it kind of yeah. just dissolves. And it's really hard to describe, but we'll try to speed through it, I guess. Yeah, because the, the entire show from that point descends into just, like, psychological torment for these characters. Yeah. Um, one, of the coolest, one of the coolest frames from the next episode is you see the aftermath of what happens to Ava Unit 1 after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has bandages all around its face, but you can see its eyes, its teeth, its arms, and everything. Mm-hmm, so, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a real human thing. Yeah. And then Ray, Ray shows up, right? Ray, yeah, Ray comes back, and she's in, like, the bandages. What? so confused, like, she should be dead, you know? And that's when Mm -hmm. it's revealed. A little later on, Ritsuko reveals to the main cast that, like, Ray is a clone. Ray's a clone. Yeah. They take them to this very cool area under Nerve, where it's like, you ever been to an aquarium, you know, with the big (laughs) wraparound walls? Yeah. It's like that, but it's just... Thousands and thousands uh, of Ray clones just in there, in this like LCL, which is mm-hmm, like orange mm-hmm. liquid that sustains life. It's it's like Fanta. <laughs> orange Fanta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then from there on, it's kind of hard to describe, but man, everything just goes to shit. Psychological <laughs> torment. Asuka is torn down after Shinji becomes better than her. Yeah. And she like disappears for like seven days in the ro in like the ruins of Tokyo Three. Yeah. And then I think really the last the, besides the ending of the show, I think the last thing we should really talk about is Kaworu. Yes. Kaworu, yes. He's really only there for like two, three episodes, right? Not even. He's there for one. He's the, He's li- yeah, He's there. He's there at, there at episode twenty-four, and that's it. And, that's, I, and he makes so much of an impact in that episode. Yeah, like, like I, like, now that I have the new context of the rebuilds and I know how important that character is to like the whole thing, that now I understand. But even then, even just watching the original show, I kind of I understood that um, Kaworu kind of makes kind of makes the choice that Shinji gets to make. He yeah. he fall he Kaworu gets born you think um and like immediately falls in love with humanity through shinji um and it's a really really sweet episode um and then you get the reveal that kawaru is an angel and he's there and he's there to trigger angel he is the he is the last angel he is the last angel and he's there to trigger the trigger the third impact um yeah but he he doesn't i mean obviously he right he decides not to but he decides not to yeah like he let he lets shinji kill him because he's like i if i do this everything dies and i don't want to do that because he's you die and, and i don't want it's it's highly debated on whether or not this is a platonic or not platonic kind of love but he does fall in love with shinji Right. Whatever way you want to interpret that, there's different right. ways to interpret it. Um, right. Because there's a scene where he says, I like you, but in the original translation, it's I love you. I love you, yeah. Netflix is the way they are. They like, like no, 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 no. Likes, not love. He says, no, yeah, um, yeah. 
And one last thing I want to say about Carter is the scene where he dies is where Studio Giant Gynax, the studio that made it, mm-hmm. they started running into a lot of their budgetary problems. So there's a scene where Ava Unit 1 is holding Kaoru, like going mm-hmm. to crush him. Mm-hmm. And that scene is almost a minute long. Yeah. But it's not a scene, it's just a single frame. It's a single, like two frames, because you can see it like moving up and down. Mm-hmm. But it's it's really, really long sequence. And the first time I watched it, I was like, why is this going on for so long? You know, like it feels <laughs> awkward. But while it maybe it was intentional, maybe it wasn't, but that scene is so powerful because it really shows like it's built tension, obviously. It goes <laughs> on forever. It makes you wonder when it's gonna actually happen. Right. But just that connection between Shinji and Carter, like you know right. he doesn't want to do it, but he has to. And I think that was a really smart move of making sure that's the scene that got carried on for almost a minute because they had to fill that runtime. There is one other scene that that has that because there's the elevator scene, the elevator with which Ray and Oscar, which like which is the one that I which is the one that I noticed watching it because they don't say anything for like a minute. But in that scene, I was like, I know exactly what's happening here. I I understand exactly. The show has done such a good job of developing both characters that I know exactly what they're fighting about without ever actually saying a word. And then they do say something, and it ends in the slap. And it's such a yeah, such a great scene. This show, I know, I know. There's like a lot of people who complain about some of those little quirks, but every single one of them worked for me. Every single one of those moments where like you just let a scene sit for a minute in complete yeah. silence, you let a frame sit in complete silence and it just maybe I'm, I don't know maybe I'm like gullible when it comes to art but it just completely worked for me the entire thing completely clicked yeah and I guess if we're gonna move on I guess we could just briefly summarize it because you did do a delve into the ending a decent mm-hmm. amount mm-hmm. and we have a lot more to cover yeah um, the ending of the show is a very good two episodes but not a great ending. Not a good finale. Not a good finale. And it would be a good finale if the show was bad, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. But the show is so unbelievably good and builds up so much, and the finale is just very blunt and mm-hmm. very quick. And There's so many layers to the entire show, and then all for that last for that last two episodes, it just picks one of the layers, which is fine. Exactly. But that, like, if that's all we get, then I would like for you to settle all of the layers. Yeah. And in real world talk, Studio Gainax was going very, very low on money. And so they just did not have the funds to produce it. Mm-hmm. So I expected mm-hmm. an ending, which the author, uh, Anno, was very, very upset about. And. <laughs> This man was already extremely depressed and not being able to finish yeah, his yeah. show, which was supposed to cure his depression, <laughs> like the way he wanted to, just made right. it so much worse. And the backlash from the fans was immense. He got like death threats. He got like so many different types of threats and was like hated for a while because of the ending, which like, yeah, the ending's not great, but I don't think it's that bad. I think yeah. it's a yeah. ending for the characters. 
because Shinji is all this has been building up to human instrumentality, which is what Gendo's big plan is. We'll probably go more into that on the rebuilds. Right. Or, or end of Evangelion too. It's basically the fusion of all human consciousness into one being so there can be no more pain, no more hurt, and no, no more of that. Which is correct, but also Gendo's really only doing it so he can be with his dead Right, dragon. right. Yeah. And in the show, Shinji is faced with instrumentality and he rejects it. He rejects it and it's a big happy ending like, yay, you did it. Literally, the end of the show is everything fades away. Everyone's standing around him. They're like, congratulations. 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 Everyone says congratulations and the show ends. And there's so much more to it. Like, the entire last few minutes takes place in, like, a studio, which is uh-huh. draws a very big parallel between the author and Shinji because right. they're universally the same person. And the animation, which I will say was very smart, gets, like, worse and worse and worse as the episode goes on. And because it's, like, the layers of the universe are being broken down. Right. It's, like you can see more of a parallel between Shinji and Anno, which is such a good idea. It just, with the budget they had, didn't work well, you know? Yeah, I, um... I don't even know if it's if it's because of the budget. I think it's just... Because, oh, like, the, the entire show is about Anno. The entire show is about this person trying to deal with their own stuff. And, like, we'll talk about this through rebuilds. Uh... I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> um, but it, I think they just didn't have enough time. They didn't have enough time, and yeah, it's it's like I I think they did. I think I think they did the best that they could with the budget that they had. I don't know, yeah. like I don't know if I would have wanted to see the final confrontation with Sele if they had no budget to actually do it. If it exactly. like. So, so I think picking Shinji, like picking Shinji's arc and just finishing that, I think is is probably the best that they could do. Um, yeah. Because no, no, nothing else gets explained. Nothing else. Nothing like, else gets resolved. Nothing, nothing else gets resolved. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, honestly, I feel like the end of the rebuilds is a very similar to the end of the show, but like done the way he wanted to. You know? No, yeah, we'll talk about it. I think I think they're I think they're pretty much the same ending, but um whereas Yeah, let's actually take let's actually right, we have to talk about the movie. Let's actually take a break real quick and then we'll get we'll jump into end of Evangelion. Um Be right back. So, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the end of Evangelion. This is the movie, movie that re- it's really just two extended episodes of the show, but it retcons episodes twenty five and twenty six, the original ending, and redoes them so because <laughs> because people hated it so much, so they go back. They went the uh, Otto went back and redid it, um, and he redid it in a fascinating way. Well, I, we'll we'll talk about this when we when I when I go in and when we go in and wrap up. But I think all three endings to this franchise are in conversation with each other. Like, I don't think any of them exist completely. Like, I think 
obviously in universe, the original ending is no longer canon, and this ending is canon. But I think, go ahead. I was gonna say you could make the argument that all of them are canon. Yeah, you could definitely make the argument that all of them are canon. Um, but especially meta, like within within like the meta narrative. If that's a weird word, but within like the narrative of Anno's life, the first one hap the first ending happens, the show ends, everyone hates it. So then Anno makes this movie that's like, "You hated my movie, fuck you." Basically, um, it's like it's like his wrath. It's like it's like an attack on the fans. Yeah, um, and and. Yeah, you know, I yeah, I'll let you take the lead on like the meta stuff. I just really quickly want to talk about uh the first half of this movie, which is Oscar's movie. I, Oscar's my favorite one of maybe no, I I've been thinking about this list way too much lately. One of my favorite fictional characters of all time. And this this movie has one of the the twenty there's a twenty minute segment because at the beginning of the movie Oscar's in a coma. We don't need to talk about anything that happens while Oscar's in a coma. We don't need to mention nothing. Bad nothing, nothing bad happens while Oscar's in a coma. She sits in a room alone forever. Yeah. So uh, so she's in a coma and then Sele attacks Nerve. Sele attacks Nerve. So they take Asuka while she's in a coma and they put her in her Ava and bury her at the bottom of the lake. Um, and then while she's buried at the bottom of the lake, she wakes up. And she has this she has this scene that A, I made a, I made a mistake when I was talking about it last time, because I said that her mom was in the Ava. Her mom I don't think I don't think her mom is necessarily in the Ava, but she realizes that she she realizes that she isn't alone. She realizes that she's ha- she does she doesn't need to seek attention, and she has this like mantra that she says. She just goes, "I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I don't want to die." And then another voice that's her mo- that's like the memory of her mother is like, "You don't have to die. Why don't you live?" One of the most beautiful moments in all of cinema, maybe I don't know. I feel like I say that a lot. <laughs> um... But and then so she like she shoots up from this lake. She freaking picks up a freaking battleship, and then like the battleship falls apart. It, and you have like one of the most epic, entertaining, fun fight scenes in the entire series. And then that fight scene ends. And uh, I don't want to talk about the way that fight scene ends because this, God, well, a while all this is happening. Misato has gone and found Shinji and she's driving him back to Nerve just like she did in the first episode. Um and they're tr- and they're trying to get to get back to a- to unit 1. Um and then while they're trying to get back to unit 1, Misato gets shot and then she kisses Shinji and then she's on the lips, on the lip like a grown-up kiss. And then she's like and then she says uh that's how grown-ups kiss. We'll get, we'll do the rest when you get back later, which is so amazing and adorable, but also kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. And then she blows up. And then she blows. Later. I love her. 
I love her last. I love her final line. She's like, I should have listened to Asuka and changed the carpet or something. It's such a sweet moment. Um, but yeah, Asuka has this great fight scene where she like kicks the crap out of Sele for like 15 minutes. And then. She's fighting these. Uh, they were like the artificially made. The, Avas. Yeah, the artificial the Avas, which are terrifying. Like, I loved the like organic. Oh, I loved the way they looked. The or- I loved like even the beginning, like the eat the dove looking, like the wings and stuff. Um, and then and then. They're like a giant robot, you know, but they're not really a robot. But just instead of a face, imagine a mouth. Just a mouth. Just a mouth. Just a mouth. Like like the like the like the asteroid worm from Empire Strikes Back. That's what they they're like the asteroid worm from Empire Strikes Back, with a robot suit. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, so she fights them, and she's like, "I have twenty seconds to fight them," and she does because she's awesome. She's amazing. She gets everything done. Sorry, I love Asuka so much. Um. And then she fights them, and she kills them. She kills them. And then the Spear of Longinus, like, literally falls out of the sky and impales her. Because of course it does. Because of course it does. Um, sorry, I'm still bitter about the fact that Asuka literally only gets one happy ending in this entire show, in this entire franchise. Well, even then, even then, I'm not sure it's happy. Spear of Longinus technically didn't kill her. It sure hurt right, her. But right, right. Really killed her. Like, I don't... You... <laughs> I'll say it because you don't have the heart to say it. I don't want to say it. After she kills all the artificial Avas, they're slaughtered. They're like ripped to pieces. It's so badass. And it's Sele that sends the spear of Longinus. It pierces her right in her eye. And like the Avas have a weird thing to where if an Ava takes damage on a certain part of it, it's going to hurt the pilot in the uh-huh. area if it's like critical. Yeah. So Asuka gets stabbed in her eye. And she loses power because the Avas are connected to a powerful source. And they only have so much like time right and all of the artificial avas after being brutally murdered slowly reform rise back up and they rip ava unit two piece to piece they rip off its arms they rip off its legs and in a beautiful shot that's a wide pan and you can't see it but you can see the shadow of it it gets pierced with dozens and dozens of spears and then like vultures they pounce on her and rip the organs out of the ava unit and everything that and shot literally broke me. A, a horrifying shot oh. later. Oh. Of one of the Ava units holding the head of Ava Unit 2, and you can see its spine and its organs all flowing out of it. And that's what Shinji sees, and he loses his shit. He loses it. And then he loses it so bad that he triggers the third impact. I love the fact that they actually roll credits on the episode in the middle of the movie. They roll yeah, credits. So you get confusing. you get an intermission just to sit there and cry over the last, like, five minutes. Just to, like, I hate you, Otto. I hate, I hate you so much. <laughs> and then the movie continues, and you get one of the trippiest 45 minutes of movie I've ever seen. It's amazing. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go so, ahead and talk about it. The second half of the movie is very weird. That's all I. That's what I got to start off with. It's a weird. It's a weird, weird path that goes down. It mixes 2D animation 
and live action at the same time. There's actually a lot of live action elements mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in this, which is not an uncommon thing for Evangelion. They use that right, again right. in the third ending. I, I think it's done better in the third ending, to be honest, but I really like it in the second ending. Um, but there's a lot of... You see, like, a live-action version of Rei and Kawaru as well, standing in the yeah. crowd of a bunch yeah. of people in Japan walking by, and they basically give this really big and long monologue about what it is to be yourself. What it is, why do you exist, you know? It's like, one of the questions is, like, why do you have hands? Why do you move? Why do you have eyes? And I, I really like that. And a, that's a very big... I like it because it's... You're basically seeing what the author is thinking in real life. Right, right. As he makes it. And you can see, like, the just, like, sadness that came over him after mm-hmm. this, like, because, like, it's just, it's not just his show, it's like his child, you know? Yeah, and yeah. All that he has to show for himself, and people just didn't like the way it ended. Mm-hmm. And that, it's, it's depressing. It's, it kind of consumed him for a while, and he went into a terrible, terrible depression. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see how he feels about it, and that's portrayed through Shinji seeing, and you get a lot of glimpses into Shinji's past. And there's a scene where it's like a child like Shinji, and he's building a sandcastle, but the sandcastle looks like the nerve headquarters. Right. And Ray is watching him, which is such a cool scene because there's so many different ways to interpret it. Because Ray's like standing above him, and Ray is also his mother. Mm-hmm. And the nerve headquarters mean like Shinji has complete control over it because he built it, but it's, it's just such an interesting segment and it's really hard to explain. And throughout all this, the third impact is happening and a giant humongous version of Ray sprouts out from the nerve base and it's like (laughs) the size of the planet. And Shinji is like in the air. This is very, very biblical. It's a very, 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 because Shinji gets crucified. The Ava Unit one gets crucified on a cross, and all the artificial Avas like impale themselves and crucify themselves, floating around him. Uh-huh. And Ava Unit one is like pushed into the giant ray astral being or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's scared of it at first, and because he's scared of it, it shifts shapes and it goes from looking like Ray to Kaoru. And when it does that, Shinji's, like, a bit more accepting of it. Of course. And while all of this is going on, down on Earth, people are dying instantly. They are turning into this, like, LCL stuff we mentioned Uh earlier, Uh the the Fanta Soda stuff. They are just turning into that. And when that happens, they're being put into the big, how is it described? Like, every consciousness in one being? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what... That's what Gendo wanted to do all the right, time. Right, right. Consciousness together, so there'd be no more pain and suffering. You know. I love that when they. Well, I love that when they die. When they die, they see like someone that they loved, um, or someone that they cared about, someone who made who made them feel good. And then Gendo doesn't see his wife. I mean, he kind of does because he. Not gonna see his wife. He sees. He sees Ava Unit One. He sees. He sees this thing he made her into, basically. Especially after, like, because we didn't we didn't talk about it, but after the the thing with Toji, I like that. This is just me collecting my thoughts on it now. Because um, you think a lot about that the thing with Toji, where he kill where 
Gendo literally takes over Unit 1 and uses Unit 1 to ki- to almost kill Toji. Um, but, like, you see... Uh, you see... You think about it from that perspective, but you can also think about it from the perspective of, like, Gendo took over his own wife, took control of... took Basically took control of his own wife and forced her to murder a child. Um... He he met he made and I know like it was her choice to get in. I think it was her choice to get to like test the Ava, but he made her into this monster, and that's who he sees when he when uh, instrumentality takes him. Um, yeah, and standing around him, he has like it's it's Ray, right? It's Ray that's standing above him, yeah, telling yeah. him like you're a bad person, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And then he sees his wife, wife, the Ava Unit 1, and it's holding him, and it bites him in half. Bites his head off, yeah. And I think it's so interesting because every character gets put into instrumentality. Uh huh. Except for Gendo. Mm-hmm. You know, Gendo just. You don't see yeah. Gendo turn into LCL. He just dies. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, a character we really didn't talk about because it's not a whole lot to say, but Fugutsuki mm-hmm. is Gendo's right hand man. And. He does not agree with a lot of the things Gendo does, but one of the things, one of the only reasons why he stays with him is that he was also in love with Miss Gendo's wife, uh, Yui. And before he dies, ironically, <laughs> he sees Yui before yeah. he dies, and not, not Gendo. <laughs> yeah, and so the rest of the movie is just this trippy kind of everyone's dying you're seeing real world clips a lot of like inner monologue philosophy mm-hmm. and there's a sequence with shinji on a train kind of talking to like different cast members you know right like he talks he talks to ray he talks to Kaoru. i think he talks to misato and asuka as well yeah cause, yeah i think because there's a scene where he's like sitting and i'm pretty sure like ray misato and asuka like completely crowd him at one point talking yeah. about like sex and you know <laughs> yeah. and it's it's an interesting scene cuz cuz Oscar literally calls him out for the for the for the thing he did that we didn't talk about we didn't talk about cuz we don't need to talk about it <laughs> cuz i they kind of do it again at the end of the rebuilds but the roles are flipped mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that later but i really really enjoy this scene for what it is and then at the end, um, Shinji kind of breaks the third impact of instrumentality, but it is far after. It's far too gone. gone. Yeah. It's far too gone. It's, it's, you know, the world's literally destroyed. Mm-hmm. And so after that, you can see him emerge from the ray being her eye, and then she dies and falls down to earth, which is a really, really cool scene after. Mm-hmm. It's Shinji. It's Shinji and this Asuka-like figure, you know, sitting on a beach. And in the background, all you see is just the ruins of the world. But you also see Ray's face, but it's only slit down in half. Which, fun fact, is actually, um, there's an old Renaissance painting that's very famous. I cannot tell you the name of it, though. But it's like, it is, it's like a framing of that. Because uh-huh. this is like a guy's face, slit down the middle, above mm-hmm. the sea. And that's what it's, that's what it's supposed to uh, emulate. And honestly, I think you can wrap up this part because I like the way you talk about it. Just the way you just described the final scene. 
Yeah, so he wakes he wakes up on this beach and the seas are red and you see all the crucified like the crucified Ava series and Ray's body is like falling and he wakes up on this beach with I said it was Oscar, but it's really um it's 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 an amalgamation of Oscar, Ray, Masato. I think it's an amalgamation of all of the people who love Shinji. Gendo is noticeably I not there. I think it's more like all the women who love Shinji. Yeah, all, all of the all... that Shinji loves. Right, right. Um and he and he you have he wakes up and he he climbs on top of her and starts choking her. Um and she just reaches up and like puts her puts her hand on his on his face and he stops and he starts sobbing um which i know i talked about it from the perspective of oscar last time cuz cuz like it's oscar cuz for me it was like oscar finally realizing that if you want to connect with people you have to tear down your own walls you have to so it's Asuka finally extending that olive branch and Shinji rejecting it. But I also think there's because one of the one of, in all of the YouTube videos that I've watched, one of the things that they talk about is a theme of this series being accepting the world as it is, accepting yourself as you are, and then working to make yourself better. I think the fact that you you just show Shinji and Asuka together in that moment, and she ends it with say, saying pathetic, but, like, there's also not, like, a sense of finality to that moment. Uh, like, they're both still alive. They're both living on this world. So now there, there's the hope that because Shinji has this breakdown, you just see the breakdown. You don't see him, like, make choices, like, getting better. I don't know what I'm saying. But... <laughs> um. So now, now, there is this hope to that ending of, now that he's had this breakdown, he now has the opportunity to make the world his own. To make this, to accept the disaster of the world, and then to make a life in it. Um, yeah. I don't know, I think, I th- I, the more I think about the end, the, the, this ending, the more, because it, it, it really is, like, depressing when you first see it, but... It's also like kind of hopeful in a in a There's certain a way. Of hope. Yeah. And ironically, it's a glimpse of hope amongst like a destroyed planet. You know? Right. Right. I really like your interpretation of the ending. One of the things I like about this ending the most is that it's the most what is interpretable. Right. Interpretable. Definitely not a word, but it's definitely the most interpretable. It's the it's the most up for interpretation. It's the most discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Because the show's ending and the rebuild's ending. While obviously both are both confusing, but you know what they mean. This right. thing is a lot more kind of out there, up for discussion, which is what I like about it the most. But yeah, that is end of Evangelion. Ironically yeah. not the end. Ironically not the end. But yeah, it's it. this is what this movie, you know, we just talked about a 24 ep- 26 episode series. This movie almost has more layers than the entire 10 episode series. Like there's almost more to think about and more to reflect on with this than there was the entire show. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the end of Evangelion. Um, we saved enough time for the rebuilds. I think got the rebuilds. Sounds good. 
the the final leg of this journey, journey. that that oh my god has it been a journey um the evangelion rebuilds or remakes or sequels or whatever that very very they they play a very complicated role in the franchise um yeah i would um i would love to hear your thoughts on i don't know the rebuilds as a whole i know yeah i haven't talked about them yet so i you know there's lots to say there's a lot to say about the rebuilds uh first off Caleb knows a lot about the show. I know a lot about the behind the scenes because I am a diehard fan. Um, as we said earlier, Ano had different ideas for the ending for the show, but he never got to do it. And especially mm-hmm. given that it was made in the nineties, right? I want to say ninety. I think the original show came out in ninety five. Yeah. So obviously, technology wasn't nearly as good as it is today. Coming like from an animation standpoint. He always right. had a grand scheme of it, but he was never able to complete it with the budget and the animation he had. So wanting to finally tell the story that he had built up in his mind and wanting to change things he didn't care for in the original show, Evangelion was a hit. Oh my god, it is one of the most popular animes of all time. Yeah. Um, but more than that, it's one of the most popular animes in, like, not Japan, you know? Not, yeah. It's one of the animes that brought, like, like Japanese culture to other parts of the planet. And it's such a popular series. It made billions and billions of dollars. Um, there's a yeah. YouTube video out there explaining how you can survive every single day of your life living just <laughs> off Evangelion merch. That's how much... Yeah. I believe it. So, <laughs> with the sheer amount of money... It, Ano set out to finally redo Evangelion with, uh, with the Rebuild series, which was really cryptic at first because like, is it a sequel? Is it right. a reboot? You know, long story short, it is a sequel. Um, right. Getting this out of the way right now. You wouldn't know that from the first movie. You wouldn't know this from the first movie or any of them, but it's good to get it out of the way for context. Evangelion takes place in a loop like a time loop of sorts right where the universes keep repeating themselves so we'll just leave that right there and we'll talk about it more right but um we're gonna start off and it has it has an interesting naming system there is i gotta look up the names i know the Uh, numbers but i don't know the names uh 1.0 1.0 2.0 no 1.0 2.2 right no, it's what well there's 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, but there's also the ones that I watched there's 1.11, 1, 1 or 2.22, yeah, 3.33. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to just do the point oh, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's easier. So there's Evangelion 1.0, Evangelion 2.0, Evangelion 3.0, and then Evangelion 3.0 plus 1 because in Japan 4 is an unlucky number. Um, has nothing to do with the movie, <laughs> right? Kind of thing. I always thought it was so weird, and then I looked it up, and I, you know. But 1.0 is. I'm not gonna call it a cash grab because it's good, but 1.0 is basically the first six episodes remastered with a couple extra scenes and a couple mm-hmm. of scenes cut, right? Because you know it's a movie; you can't fit all that in. And there's two big reasons it was like this. One, because who doesn't like a good remaster? You know? Right, right. And two, because that's what's going to sell. 
for the a series this popular, despite how controversial it's been with the endings and everything. Right. Seeing the first six episodes remastered made it sell so much. It was a very, very, like, it grossed really high. I could not tell you any of the numbers, but man, it made a lot of money. And Anno needed a lot of money to be able to make the next three movies. Right. Because you'll. Yeah. I, w- I will say, like, like, he needed a lot of money, but I can't imagine how much my how how much the final fight with the with the triangle angel that is one of like this is not this uh, of even of my ranking of the rebuilds I think this is number three. Um, that final fight is one of the coolest things I've ever seen on film. The music, the design of the angel, the um, the. The, the character dynamics that final it's in the original show but they this is random but they reframe that final comp that that conversation between ray and shinji where she says farewell where they're talking about why she why they pilot the avas so that they're sitting between the two avas so it cuts between the shot of shinji sitting with ava unit one in the background and ray sitting with unit zero in the background just a really cool shot um but yeah uh Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, that that final like 20 minutes is amazing. It's hard to talk about the first movie given that we just went over the entire show, you know? Because it's essentially the the first six episodes. And we went over the first six episodes pretty pretty much. They did cut my favorite shot though. They They cut a couple scenes. They cut cuz they're in the in the first episode of the show there's a shot of Shinji and Masato and Ritsuko on that on the like a diagonal elevator in front of like the tank that Unit One is in, and you and as they're doing it, it's a long shot, and you just see Unit One's hand like hovering in the background. The fact that like that's like one of my favorite shots in the entire franchise, and it's not in the movie, so I was like, damn, they they, they lost a little bit there, but it, it's fine. Definitely a shame. The other thing that the other thing that they cut that I wish they hadn't cut is they cut a lot of Toji and Ida, um, and like I maybe it's because I had just rewatched the six episodes that this that I've like I did the six, the first six episodes is the only thing I've rewatched, um, but I really really connected with episodes like three and four which are about Toji and Ida I really really like those this time, and the fact that all of that gets cut and they although. They do add like a little phone call where Toji and where Toji and Ida both call him right before the final fight and leave a message. That I really liked, but um, yeah. Overall, this is pretty solid. If a little is Mar is Mari teased at the end of this movie or no? No, no, she doesn't no, show up till the second. Up at the beginning of beginning of two. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Kaoru is teased at the, at the end of this it's one. Teased, yeah. So, if you're cool moving over to the second movie, I'm cool moving over to the second movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As great as the first movie is, it's a great movie. It's just the first six episodes. Right. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's and no, yeah, it's it's a great remaster, but it is just a remaster, and they, ru- they rush a couple things, you know. I really enjoy it, but I think I'd rather I just rewatch the show. I rushing or cutting things, you know, because... Right, right, right. That's like almost three hours, and this movie is only two and a half hours, correct? 
it's at, it's like 110 minutes. It's like a little bit over an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. Yeah, these movies are long. Granted, we just said an hour and a half for the first one. The rest of them are really, really long. Yeah. The, the last movie is almost three. It's like three hours, right? It's like two, two yeah. Like two and a half, two. Two and a half, almost yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I have, I have the most to say about, um, no, I definitely have the most to say about four actually, but, uh, um, a, this movie introduces Mari, uh, who is a character that I have very mixed feelings on so far. Just, she's a very controversial character. She's a, I like, uh, like I, I like the character, um, I like, I like, like, I like flirtatious characters. I like watching, they just bring, like, a nice energy to shows a lot, a nice, like, fun, and she's a very flirtatious character, and I really like that. Um, also, she, she has, like, well, the Ava that she's in in the beginning of this episode that gets, in the, in the beginning of the movie that gets destroyed is really cool and completely different from anything we've ever seen. Um, yeah, but, but also, she, like, doesn't really doing any, anything in this movie. Like, she, I mean, she does. She she sends a unit to Berserk at the end, which is the first yeah. time in the rebuilds that you actually see a, a an Ava go Berserk. Um, uh, a fun fact about Mari, uh, interesting enough, um, while it's never been officially confirmed, it's very widely speculated that because it, it's been a while between the show and the movies, uh-huh. is that... Uh, in that time, Otto did, his life did get better and everything, you know. He did get married and met a very, like, he met his wife in that time and got married uh-huh. and everything. Uh-huh. So, uh, a running theory that I, I honestly believe, I, I like to think is true, is that Mari is a bit of an extension of his wife. That tracks, especially, like, given the ending. Come, that'll come more into play later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that that makes perfect sense. Um. And that that was kind of that was kind of a theory that I had. Like, I feel like I it was like I feel like she represents something that happened in his life, in between the last like the end and now. Um, but yeah, Mari doesn't do a whole lot. Like like, other than the fact that, especially making that make sense, she, her interactions with Shinji. She's like the first character to really pull Shinji out. She's the one who puts him back in unit one at the end when he leaves um, to go um, after Ray sacrifices herself, um, which, oh my God, like I couldn't remember if it was exactly the same in the original show, but Ray sacrificing the, in this one where she's like, I have to make sure Shinji never has to pilot Neva again. Ray in this movie, I'm, I'm being very ADHD, but Ray in this movie is so like, it, it's the best developed, development I think we've gotten for that character. Like, she's extremely well-developed in the show, don't get me wrong, but I loved the very simple act of, like, she wants to bring Shinji and Gendo back together. She wants to have this dinner party. She's, like, teaching herself to cook. Um, I love the dinner party. It's so cute that she, like, wants to, like, have yeah, friends. Obviously, yeah. The dinner party never happens. Never happens. Never happens. But, never happens. but I, I mean, like, just the times when Ray shows like humanity, it's just it's just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 
yeah, I just I love the the very complicated. We talked about it with the slap, which happens in the first movie and in the original series. I love the very complicated, complex, and a little bit ambiguous relationship and attraction that she has to Shinji, um, and the the like the way that they're they kind of play into each other, um, all culminating in I have to in I have to make sure Shinji never has to pilot Neva again. She literally sacrifices herself to keep Shinji out of an Ava. And then he, and then she dies and Shinji decides to get back in the Ava, which is, which is such a cool moment. Cause it's, and I mean, Misato literally says this, it's Shinji deciding to do something for himself. Um, even though he's doing it to save another person, but he's not getting in the Ava cause someone told him to, he's getting in the Ava cause he's found something he wants to save. Um, and yeah, uh, also we, we get the, uh, we get the, the reintroduction of Asuka who I have a lot to say about Asuka and the rebuilds and I'm sure some of it will come up. Most of it, I'll probably save most of it for the fourth one, just because that's where she's kind of the most involved. Um, although she is very involved here. Um, but, um, they make a lot of changes to that character that I think are that I think are okay. I just I prefer her character in the original show. She's just less important to this story. She's less important to the rebuilds than she was because I I I really think she is like a a second lead in the original show. Um, even though she gets in, introduced, so go ahead. I was just gonna say I feel like from the rebuilds and the show. I feel like Asuka and Rey kind of swap places, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because Asuka's really important in the show, and Rey's just kind of there half the time. Uh-huh. Rey gets so much, like, screen time and character development, but Asuka's kind of sidelined. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm okay with. Yeah, like, I'm okay with it, because I, I really love what they did with Rey. I really love what they did with Rey in the rebuilds. Um, and, you st- and you do still get, like, it's very kind of truncated because like we didn't really talk about it but the Toji thing where I mean we did talk about it towards the end but Toji Toji getting in the Ava and the Ava getting infected by an angel that gets switched so Asuka's in the angel Ava um and Shinji is basically like forced to kill her um he believes he killed her which dude I was so like mad. It looks. She, she doesn't pop up till she doesn't pop up at all the rest of the movie. Um, yeah. But uh, Shinji, uh, I forgot what I was saying. But like, you do still get you do still get moments with Asuka. Like, you get a version of the bedroom scene. It's very different, um, and a little bit more like. Because cause I think they do, like, they take Asuka's arc from the entire show and do, like, the entire, and do most of it in this movie, um, in this one movie. So, so the, be- so, like, the bedroom scene specifically is, like, her realizing that she doesn't have to be alone. It, like, it's, the bedroom scene is what, basically what she did at the end of Evangelion. It's her extending an olive branch. Um, and it's still a really beautiful scene where she's like, you can call me Asuka. Cause I think he, I think he's calling her Miss Langley at, at that point or something. Um, 
or Mich why they changed her last name in the in the rebuilds for some reason. I think it's like Shikanami or something. Something like that. I remember that. Um. um yeah. The um, second movie is pretty cool. Uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, Mari gets a lot to do near the end. You get the and yeah. Oscar is hospitalized. Hospitalized. We think she's dead. Like all I have to say is that like when a pilot goes in Ava, they're in like a tube, mm -hmm. like a little tube that pilots it, mm -hmm. and. Ava Unit 1 puts the tube in its mouth and crushes it and blood spews out and everything. And I thought Oscar was just dead. I was like, well, she, she died again, you know? That's, that's, yeah, that's I was so bad. I was so bad. Like, luckily, luckily, I... Luckily, the third movie was already out, and, like, I had seen the poster for the third movie, and she's on the poster. So I was like, she's on the poster, she's on the poster. Don't... This is not the end of the world. <laughs> um. Yeah, um... But... The entire final fight is spectacular. It's amazing. It's so cool. It's mm -hmm. very similar to the first when it happened in the show, how we described. Uh -huh. um, but it's a little bit different, I guess. Um, first of all, when Ray's Ava unit dies, it's not as angelic as the first time. Mm -hmm. when it's mm -hmm. the person, she just gets eaten. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and all that's left is like the legs. Just completely swallowed by it, and Shinji sees it, like, right in front of him, and it's mm -hmm. traumatizing. And Mari pilots Ava Unit 2, because Asuka is hospitalized. Hospitalized. And, um, she goes berserk in it, which is so cool, and watching that, like, I thought only Ava Unit 1 was the only thing that could go berserk. The fact that she makes the yeah. choice to make it go berserk. Like, she already yeah, knew. She could, like, she could do it at will. Yeah, know? yeah. It's Just such a cool scene and then Shinji gets into the Ava Unit 1 and they kind of what is it? Oh yeah, because Ava Unit 2 runs out of power as soon as he gets yeah, uh, yeah. Shinji to Ava Unit 1 so it's Shinji against the the angel 7th? Yeah, something like that the the the, the name the, yeah. wrong. the number different uh, the numbers are different in the rebuilds too so yeah, so as he fights the seventh angel, it's obviously he's not even winning. Like, all that build up, and he really doesn't win that. <laughs> right, right. But then, Ava Unit 1 goes berserk. Ava Unit 1 goes berserk. And it's so cool because he gets his arm ripped off, too. Mm -hmm, he, mm -hmm. Unlike in the show, his arm gets mm -hmm. completely ripped off, but when it grows back, it's like a burst of light in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just starts just mutilating this monster like in the first one but something mm -hmm. different happens this time he he wants to save ray because he's like ray is still inside of there you know and right so whenever all angels have like a like a red heart and if you break that they die mm -hmm. and when he gets to it he like shoves his arm inside of there and it's almost like it phases in there and every unit one keeps like trying to climb into the angel's heart to find ray and he finds ray eventually and the closer and closer he gets to Ray inside of there, on the outside, you see kind of like this giant red circle appear in the sky, and they start floating, and it, he's triggering the third impact yeah. of the second movie. <laughs> um, I was so surprised. I was like, holy shit. Right, right. Already. Okay, that's cool. And everyone's like, everyone 
I mean, they can't really do anything, you know? They're just humans, so the rest of the cast is just kind of watching in horror, you know? And they play this really... The song. I can't remember the name of the song because it's Japanese, but the song they play is so... It's awfully, like, sweet. <laughs> because it's, like, it's sweet that, like, Shinji's trying to save Rei, but, like, what you're seeing is the world being destroyed, you know? Because it's sung by a choir of, like, children, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, children. And as Shinji gets, like, closer and closer, he saves Rei, kind of. He finds, like, Rei's soul, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he brings it into the cockpit with him, and he, like, holds her. And it's such a sweet moment. It's such a great and moment, because... And, like, she has the Walkman. She's holding the Walkman that he gave. And, you know... But then it cuts to the outside, and the world's being destroyed, you know? Yeah. And before the world gets completely destroyed, Ava Unit 1 gets pierced with the spear Longinus, right? It's Longinus. Yeah. Yeah. And hovering above him is another Ava Unit that's piloted by Kawaru, which is it's one like, of the dude. coolest twists ever. Nah, because, like, A, this is in a post credit scene, because it ends with... It, the movie actually ends with Ritzko being like, it's the end of the world. And then yeah, credits it's roll. Bleak, it's such a bleak ending because when I first watched it, I never saw the end credit scene. I Dude. thought the movie genuinely ended like that. And I was like, because they were like, it's the end of the world. The third impact is here. And that's just how the movie ends. And I'm like, what the hell? And then eventually I saw the post credit scene where Karu like smites Shinji with the spear and makes it all fall back. I can't remember what he says though. He says, um, the, he says something like, the appointed time has come, Shinji, this time I will make sure you're happy. Which is like, which, when I heard that, I was like, oh, the entire thing makes sense now. The entire, like, the, 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 these are not reboots, this, these are sequels. It's all connected. Oh my god. And the only one who is aware of this loop is Kawaru, because he is, he's omnipotent, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there's a really cool scene where Kawaru rises from this grave, you know, mm-hmm. on the moon. Mm-hmm. And when you, it pans to the left of him, and all you see is just like a row. A of row, hundreds yeah. Hundreds of graves that go all the way in a circle. Yeah. Like, like this is not the first time. This, this is not the first time, dude. And it's a very big cliffhanger movie. Uh and I guess if you're ready, we can segue into the third. Yeah, because then you, then you get the third movie, and it takes that cliffhanger and does something completely different with it. It does something completely different. Up until now, it's been very Evangelion, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch the show, you, you could... Three and four are very different. Right. And I like that. I really like that. I know some people don't, but I like it because Anno is doing what he wants. He's finally able to do what he wants and what he doesn't care, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The money in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't love three so much, but I think I think four brings the entire thing together. Four makes the entire thing four, make sense. I think four makes three a better movie. Yes, yeah. Completely. Because you open up on four, you open up on three. And it turns out there is a 14-year gap. In well, you, op- you open up on three, and Asuka's still alive. And it's like, wait, what? She's still alive. Yeah. Yeah, we learn there's a 14-year gap, which is already crazy, you know? And it's also revealed 
that I don't think this this comes up in the show because it doesn't really need to. But apparently, alien unit pilots don't age. They brush over that like still the same age. Oscar is still the same age, but everyone else is so much older. Mm-hmm. Fourteen years, mm-hmm. and it's revealed that it wasn't the third impact, but they called it the near third impact that Shinji triggered at the end of the second movie. And it just kind of destroyed a lot of the world. And they resent him for it. For it. Mm-hmm. They resent Shinji for it. Everyone's so cold and hates him now. Which, like, on one hand, you're like, that's kind of mean. You know, yeah, I was, I was like, completely confused by it. No, I, I like... You don't really get why, because they don't, they don't, like, you see Calder stop it, and then, but they don't, the, but you don't really get, like, the story with Kaji stopping uh, Lilith and all of that. You don't get that until, like, four, the basically. Yeah. So this whole movie, you have no context. Right, right. Which is, which is why, which is why on its own, three doesn't really work for me. But once you get four, the entire thing makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, I think it's best to just kind of say what happens, is that, like, basically, it was like an anti-Lilith, right, that was created right. or something? Right, right, yeah. That was going to kind of destroy the whole world and cause instrumentality or whatever, uh-huh, or uh-huh. third impact, and they stopped it, but at the sacrifice of, like, a lot of people, and also Mr. Kaji dies sacrificing himself for it, so that's why Misato really, really hates Shinji at the mm-hmm. beginning of this movie. Also, big reveal, which I'm just gonna say, is that uh, Misato ends up having a kid. She has a child. Which I love so much. That child. She abandons that child just like Gendo because she can't bear to, like, to be around him. Yeah. She can't bear, she can't bear the fact that she failed to save Kaji. She can't, and, and, and she thinks that it's her fault that she lost Kaji, and she thinks, um, like that. She thinks that she's gonna she's going to lose her son the same way, and it's gonna be and it's gonna be her fault again. Um, yeah, I, I love, I yeah. I, we're talking about we're talking about four already, but I love which we haven't even talked about. I mean, there's stuff in three know, to talk about. So good, but like. Like, do no, because like in the second one, I don't know why, but the fact that they did the dummy plug in the second one and Gendo for some reason it made me more mad than uh than it did in the show. The fact that Gendo took control of the Ava and killed uh and and like tried to kill Asuka. maybe because it was Asuka, because you know I love that character. Um, but for some reason that made me more bad. And I texted you and I was like. Hell no, Gendo's Gendo's irredeemable. Gendo needs to freaking die. And then, and then, and of course, this is the timeline where they redeem him, because of course they do, and it's great. And like I understand it, like I he's he's completely wrong for everything he did, but I get it almost. Like I understand why. I understand why he abandoned Shinji. I understand why. Like yeah, uh, it it yeah. Continuing on with three, I guess. Yeah, we got because we haven't talked about Kaworu and Shinji yet, which is so, which is such a sweet, yeah. So Shinji learns that he did not save Ray. Ray died. (laughs) Ray was dead. She was already around dead, which already makes him very upset. And he's held prisoner, and they put a band around his neck that will kill him instantly if he tries to pilot an Ava. 
And shortly after this, though, Nerve, well, so he's, oh, he's awakened because they shot his Evangelion unit into space, and he was on a recovery mission with Asuka and Mari. They brought Shinji back, from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, shortly after, though, because shit was it Mari, Asuka, Misato, all of them—they're no longer a part of Nerve. They are right. part of an anti-Nerve group. I forget what it's called. Uh, but, Villa or Willa. Villa. Something like that. It's spelled with a W, but they pronounce it Villa. Maybe like five minutes after they get Shinji, nerve strikes, and they kidnap Shinji and bring him back. Um, And it's Rey. Oscar is alive, and she has a bad patch. I love that scene. I love that scene where she comes in. I don't have my phone, but literally my phone background right now is Shinji in, or is Asuka in three in that, in that scene with the hat. But I, I love that scene where she comes in with her hands in her pockets and she's all grumpy. I, yeah. I, yeah, I love that scene. Um, but yeah, Nerve kidnaps Shinji and brings him back. And we see Gendo is sporting a very cool visor thing now, just to make him look even more evil. You know, he's wearing this it's like the, Cyclops-like visor. It's the visor that the leader of Sela had, basically, from the, yeah, the original exactly. show. Yeah. To show that he's in charge. Sela ain't in charge no more. So now it's three gets fuzzy. I'm not gonna lie, because a lot happens. Um, also, not a lot happens. Also, not a lot happens. Like the, the biggest, the biggest thing in three for me was the jar, because because the the one that saves him, the one that kidnaps him, the the when is Unit Zero piloted by an Ayanami series, piloted by Ray, and he's like. And he, he, he thinks it's the one he saved. He's like, I told you guys, it's Ray. Oh my god, I forgot to talk about Suzuhara. I forgot to talk about Toji's sister. Because, like, I, I haven't talked about Toji's sister at all, going back to the original show. Anyway, Toji's sister's great. Um, But, uh... Because I think in this timeline, it's never revealed to the main characters that Ray is a clone. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of how he learns. I think I think Asuka knows in four. I th- I think. Yeah. I just don't think Shinji knew at the time. Right, right, right. Yeah, so he's saved by an Ayanami clone, a Ray clone, and they bring him back to the base, the Nerve headquarters, and uh, Shinji's obviously very distraught that a clone of Ray is, you know, but it's not the Ray that he knew, not the Ray that he bonded with, and everything, mm-hmm. and it's clone is just normal lifeless ray and he what the part that i like about this movie is basically this whole sequence of him at nerve between his interactions with Kaoru and ray like he tries to get ray to be mm-hmm. what he thought she like what he remembered her as and he brings her books because yeah ray liked reading and he brings her like dozens and stacks of them and she doesn't read any of them and she doesn't yeah up. and he meets Kaoru, and um, I love all the piano scenes just because they're like I don't know, kind of cute. I lo- I just I love the fact that like it's never set up that Shinji knows how to play piano, but he just starts tapping keys with Kaoru, and then by the end of it, they're both like playing this really great piece of music. Um, because this whole sequence spans over like a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I think I think so. Because he's there for a while. And... Mm-hmm. What is it? He bonds a lot with Kaoru. And eventually, they are both tasked with piloting, piloting 
and like a super aimed gun, which is a that... really cool design. It's basically Unit One, but bigger with like but bigger. arms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Arms, and they're sent on a mission, and they're given the spears, right? Yeah, they have to go get the spears. They get. They have to go. Yeah, because they're they're in bunker area of the original. Yeah, because one of them is in the unit that Kaworu came down in, and the other one is in Lilith, the corpse of Lilith, or yeah, or the corpse of Adam, or whatever. I guess it's Lilith. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they bond and they get in the Ava unit together. But before they do, Shinji's like, yo, I can't pilot an Ava or I'll blow up, you know? <laughs> right. Kaworu manages to take off his necklace and Kaworu puts it on himself. And so I'm like, oh, that's cute. You know, that's not going to come back to bite them later. <laughs> um, Shinji and Kaworu, they pilot the Ava and they make their way to the NERC headquarters and Asuka and Mari are there to stop them. And you have a really, really cool, fun fight. Yeah. Um, what is it? They fight for a while, and it's just yeah. like... The CG and animation of the fight is just great. It's yes. It's so good. The Avas look awesome. The Avas just look so cool. Uh, I'm going to talk more about the animation for the Avas in the fourth one. But I'm really excited to talk about like how they made this move, these movies. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm going to just get to the interesting part. Kaworu blows up. Dude, it's such a heartbreaking scene. Because, like, they... they Right after they get the spears, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they said... Just like the specific scene, they set up that uh, Shinji and Kaworu are in separate plugs. But when they're actually in the Ava, they look like they're right next to each other. So and Kawaru is about to Kawaru, the the collar is about to explode and and so Shinji is like trying to climb over and like take the collar off, but they're in separate tubes, so he can't get yeah. through. And then oh, Shinji's it's facial animation. Oh my god! Is yeah, yeah. Realistic. You mm-hmm. see every wrinkle and tear and like tears. Yeah, yeah. He's just screaming, and it looks so good. And Kawaru's head blows up right in front of Shinji. Mm-hmm. Traumatizing. Traumatizing, and I, and it does like what? Yeah, they that he's he still gets the spears. Um, almost triggers the fourth. They end up that. being identical. That's right, right? Yes, they're yeah. Supposed to be different spears, but they end up being identical for some reason. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't remember why they ended up being identical, but me neither. Honestly, I cannot tell you how the fight ended. All I know is all the Ava units kind of got broken, and then they were stuck in the desert. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, at the very end. The movie ends off with, what is it, Shinji, Rei, and Asuka, the original three. All of their Ava units are destroyed, and they're just kind of there in the middle of the desert of this, like, ruined landscape. And they just start walking, which is the end of the movie. Another mm-hmm. very big cliffhanger. I could not tell you where Mari went, because I do not remember. I don't I, I Somehow she ends up in Paris at the be- by the beginning of the next movie. That's like, but, uh... Yeah, no, yeah, just her. No, yeah, because I love that final shot with Asuka, like, just dragging Shinji. Because he goes into that, like, completely defeated state of, like, I can't do anything. I, I completely messed everything up. The person that I the person that I love just died in front of me, and it was my fault. Um, which is exactly where he was in the end of Evangelion. Um, 
and then yeah yeah and then uh, and then oscar kind of fills that masato role in a weird way because like you mentioned you you mentioned you like seeing these this is in a text i don't think this is on the podcast but you mentioned you like seeing these characters after the 14 years seeing the way they changed um and I like when you said that I thought about Masato and the way Masato had changed, but also Asuka has changed. Like, cause she's a lot less like she seems like she needs to prove herself less. She, I mean, she definitely doesn't understand why Shinji is so defeated. She definitely doesn't understand why Shinji can't, cause she, when she was defeated, she got up and tried harder, tried to prove herself harder. Um, so she definitely doesn't understand it. Yeah, Shinji just like completely crumbles. Um, She's but the definition of like, why are you sad? Just be happy for something. Yeah, yeah. But she, she's she's definitely like, I don't know, more stable. She's found like, she's she's she feels a lot better. I guess it it felt like, um, and and so you get that final scene of her like yelling at Shinji. But also like trying to help him and like dr- literally dragging him, which is one of the things I loved about her uh, in the original show too. When she we didn't talk about it, but the episode where uh, Shinji finally gets confidence and then gets sucked into a pocket dimension and like uh, like yes, she's in that in that episode she's yelling at him and being very mean about it and very blunt about it. But she's also completely right. Um, she, like she definitely she she manages to both be very broken herself while also helping Shinji, uh, um, helping other people, which is one of the things that I really like about her. And she continues to do that in this. Anyway, we should probably talk about four. Cliffhanger is very, very heartbreaking. Yeah. Because when I watched this, the first one was not out. (laughs) I can't imagine, because it was nine years between the third movie of the four. I can't imagine what that was like. I cannot imagine what that was and like. I, only, I watched the, I watched the third movie maybe like maybe like a year before the last movie came out. So I didn't have to wait the nine years. But the yeah. Wait in general was terrible. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I guess now we can talk about the final one. Yeah. Um. God, I love this movie so much. Like I still I still think it's in my, in my ranking. I think it's I I think it's probably third. I think End of Evangelion and the original show were kind of battling it out for that top spot. But I think it's still third, but I really, really like this movie. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. Um, yeah. So before we get into the story, I kind of want to talk about context and technical things. about this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So keep in mind during this time, Ano did slip back into a little bit of depression between those 90 years. Mm-hmm between three and four he went through a depressive state for a while also this is when covid happened yes yeah completely halted production on it and it just you can see that a lot because the ending for this movie is very reminiscent of the ending of the show which was made like during Arnold's depression Mm -hmm. and um one of the fun things about this movie that i didn't really appreciate until i watched it again or, like, watch clips from it again, because I don't have that time. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this movie, a lot of animation things are made with storyboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie was made with pre-visuals. 
like how a movie movie, like a live mm-hmm. action movie mm-hmm. would be made. Which is why the cinematography in this movie is so good. There's interesting camera shots. It's like it's makes it makes it feel real. Mm-hmm. It feels so real how it's played out in the camera angles, the close ups, the wide shots and everything. It feels like a live action movie, but it's done in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, they there's a scene in the beginning where no, it's actually at the end where two of the Evangelion units are dropped from space to fly down and fight a big horde. Yes, uh, yes. The studio, the the animation artists went skydiving. Oh my gosh! And recorded it all in mocap suits. Oh, wow. A lot of the Evangelion fights, especially in the end between Shinji and Gendo, those are mocap. That's insane. It's done because Anno is a very... His favorite thing of all time is is Ultraman. I don't know if Mm -hmm. you've heard of that. I've heard of it. He's a a big fan of, like, Ultraman, the old Godzilla movies. Uh, He actually helped make Shin Godzilla. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think he... He either directed it or was a technical director on it or something. At the very end, the last Evangelion fight between the two Unit 1s, it's shot like an old-time <laughs> kaiju movie. <laughs> and like the buildings they're fighting around are like cardboard boxes. Yeah, they literally have that scene where they're like on a miniature <laughs> set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's all just from Anno's like... And it's all just like it's mocap and it's done to emulate real people, which I think is so interesting. Because mm-hmm. when I first watched it, I just thought, "Man, this CGI sucks." <laughs> but like after watching it, I realized that no, they have all the money in the world. This was on purpose. Yeah, it's just amazing how much detail goes into this movie. But um, yeah, I, I think that's like. I also think that near the end... No, I'm going to say that for later. I'm going to say that later. We can start by the beginning of the movie. Okay, well, uh, this starts with a really, really awesome action sequence. This starts in Paris, where they're, like, trying to, like... I don't know, after, I guess the, I guess the third impact, the near third impact, the entire world has been, like, nearly annihilated, and, like, Paris is a shell. It's all, like, red. And it starts with them, like... Um, trying to like turn back, trying to like restore a part of Paris so they can access a nerve base so they can steal some technology and resources. Um, and it opens with uh, Mari literally like picking up the Eiffel Tower and using it as like a lance <laughs> or a baseball bat. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's no, it's so over the top. And I'm pretty sure at one point she even says. Like, she apologizes in France, and she's like, I fell. <laughs> you know, I fell? Yeah. Eiffel? Uh, it just, it's one of those things where, like, Mari definitely kind of exists at, arm le- at arm's length, and she doesn't get, like, a lot of development. But she, I really like that character, because she's really funny. I like that she doesn't get a lot of development, in the fact that she just feels, I said this through our text, but she feels like a normal human being sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And this, and this you know, obviously over-exaggerated and deep and broken world, you know? Yeah, she j- like, like yeah. She's, she's, she's just, she's not traumatized the way Asuka is, the way Rey is. A fun, really over-the-top part of this action scene is that she has ships around her that are flying ships. They're like 
I loved it. Battleships, but they're flying. And another thing is that they're held up by strings. If you've noticed that, I I did on purpose because it's supposed to emulate the old kaiju movies. How they would have the things be held up by strings. Mm -hmm. I think that's just such an interesting way to make it, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, the outer layer of the ships is made of the shield that Ava Unit Zero used to block Ramil's blasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I because I I knew it looked like a shield, but I was like, yeah. I don't think we mentioned this, but like this new anti-nerve group, their headquarters is a flying warship, <laughs> and it's made from the body of Ava Unit Two, the one that went berserk and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, their headquarters is a is a flying warship. It's called like the Wonder or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a cool design, dude. Such a cool design. Yeah, it looks like a whale. I love it. But, um, the the scene in three when they take it off for the first time, that that was like it's because it's like a flashback to those to like to the original show with all those insane like over the top things they would do and it's like there's no way and then they do it it's like oh my god I love this show but, yeah I I'm trying to think about like what we can tread on before we get to the whole big part of the movie uh, the village the village arc is. So, Shinji doesn't say anything for the first 40 minutes of this movie. Right. Or he says maybe one or two words. Mm -hmm. Because he is completely destroyed by Kawada's death. Um, and the only thing he does do is, like, vomit. He just vomits when he thinks about Kawada. And uh, because Shinji really isn't doing anything, Ray gets to spotlight for mm -hmm. this first part of the movie. Clone Ray. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. I people out here that don't like this part of the movie, I would have to disagree. I completely so interesting because Clone Ray doesn't really have any emotions and she doesn't understand anything, you know. And she's put in this small village of like refugees that are still alive, and she just kind of has to live with them. And they teach her how to be human. And uh, one of my favorite scenes is when she sees a cat, and she just doesn't. She just doesn't get what it is. She, she doesn't even know what the cat is. She's like, that's a weird looking dog. Yeah. And it's just that she learns how to like, she becomes like a little farmer and picks crops and bonds with all these like old ladies. And it's such a, it, it's a long, it like, it's like a slow burn kind of mm -hmm. part of the movie. Mm -hmm. And, but it's just very nice seeing Ray get all this character development. And it's such a good send off for her character as well. Mm-hmm. Because of what happens next. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, th I think, because I mentioned that I think this movie is kind of the same ending as the original show. Um, but I think really this first hour is that. Because the original, the original ending of the show is all of these characters trying to lift Shinji up. But you never really get to see what Shinji does with being lifted up what Shinji does after he, he learns to love himself or whatever. Um, yeah. Whereas, and I think in this first hour, specifically through Ray, Shinji actually learns to love himself. And the next hour is him learning to help other people. Um, mm -hmm. That, that at least that was my read. Of, that was my read of this movie. No, um, no, I completely agree with you without going too much into the ending for later. 
I feel like the ending for the show is everyone lifting Shinji up and helping him, but the end of the movie is Shinji helping out all the other cast members. Right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, the like... The whole race sequence is so sweet, but then we learned that she can't survive away from Nerd for too long. And uh, one last thing I want to touch on is she gets infatuated with this baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Ida's baby, right? It's uh, Toji's. It's to- and I, I, lo- I love that he ended up with the class rep because they because like yeah. they they have the little subplot in the show but they never mentioned it in the movies. I just love that they yeah, ended they up together. together and have like a child and stuff. And Ray is just like fascinated with this baby because it's like it's it's life. You know? Yeah, yeah. Why did yeah, you shrink? Why, why did you shrink this human? I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, and then Shinji sits at this pier for a very long time with his Walkman. Right? He has a Walkman. No, he doesn't have it because Ray keeps bringing it back to him. Yeah, with like, like the books, that because like it, it's one of those things that makes three better. He's he spends the entirety of three bringing her the books, and she never touches them until this movie. And in this movie, he's she keeps bringing him the uh, the Walkman, and he keeps throwing it away. Um, yeah, I. Ray, one thing I like that I didn't really realized on my first watch of it is that before Ray dies she asks um, the name I think it's class representative no she asks um, what does goodbye mean and she's told that it means I'll see you again or something like that and so before she dies in front of Shinji she tells him goodbye and I like that she thinks that she'll see him again I love the note that she left the goodbye note that she left for class rep. That's literally just all of the phrases that the class rep taught her. It's the thank you, good morning, good night, goodbye. And oh I I know I mentioned crying a lot on this show, but I this I cried very early in this movie. I lost it when cause cause like her plug suits transforms back into the the original suit. The white, oh, I lost it. It's so... She, she just kind of dissolves into a puddle and dies. And then Shinji finally says something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because, no, like, they, um, right, but I don't, I don't remember if it's right before that or right... No, it's it's actually a little bit before that when he finally says something, because he's like... Because um, I remember he asks her, why are you so nice to me? And she, and Ray goes because I like you, and that's such a weird moment for Ray because she barely you you just know she barely understands what she just said. She's just yeah. now learning what that means. Oh gosh, it's so it's so sweet. <laughs> and then, and then, so that's basically the first half of the movie. Because it's because and it's an Ava movie. She of course her head explodes. <laughs> yeah, it explodes. A lot of people's heads explode in this movie. Um, so I guess this kind of segues us into the second half of this movie, which is completely different. Oh my god, the first half oh my of god. Movie and the movie are completely different things, which kind of very reminiscent of End of Evangelion. Yeah, yeah. So, this movie introduces a lot of terms that will never make sense. So, Gendo and, and his nerve Ava things... They travel into a plane called the Anti-Universe, 
we are not going to explain it. Because <laughs> they, because they don't explain it. Like literally, Risco's Risco's sitting on a phone and she's like scrolling through, and it's like, and now they're in the anti universe. It's like, what? <laughs> Basically, my loose understanding of it is that like it's the realm where you can create what you want. And that's mm-hmm. why that whole final fight happens the way it is, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, before that, the the Wonder and the whole anti-nerve group, they kind of, they go off to go fight them and stuff, and they have this badass scene where they drop Oscar uh, and Mari from space, and they, like, they, like, skydive, holding, like, giant Gatling guns, like, shooting all these, like, Gendo has his army of these, like, Evangelion monsters, mm-hmm. and they're just, just mowing them down like it's nothing. Say, say what you want about all the CGI in these movies. The part where all of the Evangelion monsters form, like, a drill is yeah. so cool. This entire, like, this entire fight um, is so cool. Um, also, like, I A, there's the scene where Asuka, this is going back, but the scene where because I have to talk about Asuka. Um, the scene where Asuka, like, force-feeds Shinji just again shows that, like, yes, Asuka has a really blunt way of being and a really... She's she's hurt and her walls are still up, but she's still trying to help. She's still, you know, at her core, really just wants to help. Um, and then... And then... Uh, uh, once she's back on the ship, uh, she has she has like a few scenes with Mari that I'm still not entirely certain those two aren't dating, but <laughs> definitely are not. I'm still not entirely certain, but um, she she has a few scenes with Mari and then she goes to Shinji, um, to like say goodbye because he's not supposed he's like gonna sit in a jail cell for the um for the rest of the movie he's supposed to, um. <laughs> What? Supposed to. Supposed to. Yeah. Um. But, um. Uh, yeah, he like he sits in this jail cell, right? But she goes to him and she basically like apologizes for she's like she apologizes for the way she treated him fourteen years ago, um. And she's like, yeah, I guess I had a little bit of a crush on you, and I just like. Those two were kind of my end game. Shinji and Oscar were kind of my end game with the original show. Um, but it's just this really sweet moment of like growing apart, like living a life. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then and then you get the fight. That they wouldn't have they would not have been good for each other. Right, right. Right. I, I definitely agree. Yeah. And yeah, this whole final fight. I forget what it is they get to but they get to some, like, spear kind of thing, and Asuka kind of just, like... Dies again. Dies again. (laughs) In a really confusing scene where an angel comes out of her eye and blows everything up. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm glad I'm I'm not the only one. I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one who doesn't actually know what happened. Because even when I... (laughs) Even when you asked... When we were talking... Yeah, we were talking, you asked, like, where I was, and I was like, I think, I think, Asuka just died again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and a good then, scene. It's a good scene. Yeah, and then Shinji pilots the Ava again. 
Before he pilots the Ava, though, like, the crew of the Vunder um, all, like, confront him and are about to, like, kill him. I love this scene. Um, and Misato kind of gets this, like, the walls come down on Misato for a second, and she kind of gets this opportunity. I think her hat comes off, and, like, her hair's not down, but, like, you see her hair again. Um, and, and she, she, she kind of forgives Shinji for the first time, and then everyone else, I guess, forgives Shinji, and then he well, gets back in the one girl who goes to shoot Shinji, but, uh, Misato takes the bullet for him. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that, but yeah. While she's standing there, Shinji talks to Misato about how, like, he met he, son, and he seems very nice. Such a good scene. scene. Such a good and scene. Before that, before I think it's right before Gendo goes into the anti universe with Ritsuko pointing the gun at him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is probably the only time we'll talk about Ritsuko. Um, <laughs> there's a scene in End of Evangelion where she is, has the option to shoot him. She's able to shoot him, but she just can't bring herself to do it. And mm-hmm. she gets killed because of it. But in this movie, she shoots him. Granted, it doesn't kill him. And it doesn't do anything. Laser eye thing, and it shows that Gendo is not human anymore. He has ascended. Um, but yeah, I like that little bit of a parallel between it. Uh huh. Right, we're not going to talk about Ritsuko anymore. Yeah, I, I really like Ritsuko. Yeah, there's just not a lot to say. I really like Ritsuko though. Um, yeah. But but I like her dynamic with other characters. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. There was one other thing yeah, I was so going to say. She goes into the negative, the anti-universe. And they also send Mari in there. Mm-hmm. But that's not really important until later. Yeah. But the way they send Mari in there is that they use the ship to push Mari into the negative universe, anti-universe. And Misato is the only one on the ship and she's piloting it. So she sacrifices herself to push Mari in there, which is a really cool scene. Of yeah, course Misato dies again. <laughs> of course, but it, but it's such a great way because like that character's role in the last two movies has been, you know, not the same as it was in the original story. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just such a and like it's just such a cool way for her to go out, and that is the scene where like she brings her hair down and she really like becomes Misato again, um, and then she you know she flies into giant uncanny valley CGI Ray's eyeball. Which I love. I love the way Ray looked because it was so unsettling. Because it was it, so unsettling, it was so weird. Um, yeah, people called it bad CGI, but like it's like that on purpose. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got that, like you said, uncanny valley feel. Mm-hmm. It just kind of makes you scared. Which yeah, it's. I think. I think that is like the start where the real life and two D animation things start settling in because the second. The, I guess the final act of this movie does delve into, like, CGI, real-world kind of thing. Right, well. right. Um, which I guess we'll go into now. The anti-universe fight. It's just Shinji and Gendo, and they are... We talked about this a little bit earlier, but they're fighting, and it looks like an old-school kaiju movie with, like, people in suits, you know? And they're fighting, and at first it looks super realistic, but then you notice, like, the buildings are not breaking. <laughs> traveling from, like, set piece to set piece. Like, at one point, it's two Evangelion units in a kitchen. In a kitchen. In, in, in Misato's kitchen and in the classroom. 
Yeah, and then they're fighting in the city, and they're knocking over the buildings like they're boxes, and you can see that they're actually cardboard boxes. And there's <laughs> lights everywhere, and it's starting to, like, dissolve into it being, like, a real-life studio. And Shinji realizes he can't win. He cannot beat Gendo, because Gendo is just too powerful. So instead, he asks, like, Father, I would like to talk to you. And so, then you get the most amount of Gendo lore there ever has been. Um, you basically, almost like Gendo's life flashes before his eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you learn about Gendo as, like, being, like, when he was younger and stuff. And there's a lot of parallels between him and Shinji. Mm-hmm. Shinji is kind of like the good ending, and Gendo is like the bad ending. Gendo mm-hmm. lets his kind of like loneliness and anger corrupt him, while Shinji eventually is going to power through it. Mm-hmm. Which, um, gonna delve off for a second. Um, I like to think of Gendo as like what Ano was afraid of becoming while he was depressed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, fun fact. Ano's father lost his leg when he was younger, as he was a railroad worker. Wow. And uh-huh. Ano's father was a very bitter man who hated the world for, like, what happened to him because he didn't deserve it. He felt like he didn't deserve it, you know? So, like, while, obviously, I'm sure Ano doesn't think his father is, like, the destroyer of the universe. <laughs> right, right. Inspiration for, <laughs> for Gendo's character. Um, but... Yeah, they fight in this anti-universe, and then they start talking, and you learn a lot about Gendo's backstory, and how, like, the death of his wife, he just couldn't deal with it, so mm-hmm. he just became distant to everyone, including his son. He thought, you know, pushing away his son would make things better, mm-hmm. but obviously it didn't. Yeah, and yeah. Things start getting a little trippy after that. <laughs> yeah, because then, like, Gendo gets, Gendo gets that full moment, um... And like this is this is this is one of those things where like the role the rebuilds play in like the broader story of Evangelion because this is like the only fight we get that's actually between Shinji and Gendo. This is the only time we actually see those two characters actually confront each other. Um, so, it, so it's it really is that because my next question was I wonder what Ano's I wonder who Gendo is to Ano now that you've answered that. I love that this was like his final confrontation with the thing he was afraid of. Um, and I, and I just, I love the, 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 the Gendo lore. I love the fact that like he abandoned Shinji because he blamed himself for his wife's death. And he was afraid that he would lose Shinji too. And it would be his fault, which yeah. is, you know, exactly what ended up happening. And I'm sure he hated himself for, and I'm sure he hated himself for that. And it became like a loop of self hatred. Um, but so I love, I love all of the Gendo lore. Um, but then you know Gendo gets that moment and like gets absolution in a weird way. Um, and then Kaworu shows up. Yeah, um, which I want to say, the whole Shinji being on the train, and each character getting on and then leaving is so nice and it mm-hmm. ties into what i was saying earlier about how in the show it was like different characters coming in and helping out shinji learn to love himself mm-hmm. and in this one it's like different characters coming on the train shinji helping them out like talking to them and mm-hmm. when they leave it's like shinji's he's grown up he's yeah stronger now he's he knows who he is 
and like Gendo leaving the train, any character that leaves the train is just mm-hmm. a very like powerful kind of kind of scene. And mm-hmm. one thing also I want to say real quick is that what is it? Ano has expressed that he probably will not make anything animation anymore. He thinks he's done with animation because uh-huh. he wants to move over into live action movies. So this also feels like Ano saying goodbye to animation and goodbye to these characters he's made. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in it's called goodbye all of Evangelion. It's the end to the entire series. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Kawaru shows up. And it's 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 such a good goodbye. Like it's such it like this this movie has such a monumental task of like saying goodbye to the entire thing, and it does it so well. Um. But yeah, then Kaoru shows up, and you get like probably the most like lore heavy for the entire franchise moment of like Kaoru explaining the fact that he's lived this loop thousands of times and in each of them he feels like he lived to love Shinji um you know it's yeah yeah he lives to learn love Shinji but it's like this time he kind of learns a little bit more to like love himself you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is kind of like another version of Shinji's situation you know but and then Kawaru leaves. He departs from the train. And then it's it's Asuka next, right? I think... I believe so. Because um, Ray is last. Ray's last. Ray's last. Yeah, then it's... Yeah, it's Asuka. Um, yeah, because I don't think Misato shows up, right? I don't think so. No, because she got enough character development. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, I'll be honest, I don't... I don't, I don't think... I don't think Oscar shows up. It's Ray next, and then during the next sequence, we get to see Oscar on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, Ray shows up next, and it kind of dissolves even more to where they are just they are just standing in a barren studio, like a real film studio, which mm-hmm. is actually based off one of the ones they have. Um, they are just talking for a little bit about like Shinji kind of has this power now. Mm-hmm. to do whatever he wants since he's in the anti-universe uh-huh. and all he wants is just for everyone to be happy and he wants to like get rid of all Evangelions um and they they and uh he has the chance happening. there's like a projection behind him which is the original show the original show and it's, it's he has the chance to start a new life, and I believe it's Ray who says Neon Genesis, or somebody. Is, one of them, one of them calls it Neon Genesis. Um, new Earth. New Earth. It's such a good moment, and also like one of those one of those things that I don't quite understand yet. In this scene, Ray has long hair and is holding like a makeshift doll. Um, it's it's the doll of the baby from the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could not tell you why she has long hair. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Because I... it doesn't really look like Yui's, but I don't know. No, it doesn't. I looked at Yui, I was so wrong. It doesn't look <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're in this, like, almost real-life area. 
but Shinji decides like I want to get rid of Evangelion to make everyone have a happier life, and then we cut back to what's actually happening, and Shinji's in this Evangelion unit, and he brings the spear that he had, and he goes to pierce himself with it, because he's gonna kill himself mm-hmm. so everyone mm-hmm. else can live a happy life, which is like full character arc, full character arc. Shinji's character is finally complete, and right before he kills himself, his mom grabs his mom. Yeah. Which we, we, I feel like we sound insane talking about this because this has been like what, all, over two hours. So yeah, we're going, we, yeah. Almost three hours. Yeah, we're like two we and a half hours. Stupid. We sound so insane, but Shinji's mom grabs it because Shinji's mom's soul was in the Evangelion unit this whole time. And you see this really sweet scene of Gendo and Yui holding each other and they sacrifice themselves so Shinji can be a part of this new world. And um, then it's either bef- after this or before this, but we get a scene where he's on a beach, and it's the it's the scene from the end of Evangelion, where he's yeah Oscar with Oscar. Um, Oscar's I didn't realize this at first. Oscar is grown. Oscar is older because they stunted their growth by like fourteen years. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. an adult now, and they talk. And it's just such a nice conversation. And it's when they're like, oh, yeah, they liked each other and everything, but it wouldn't have worked. And it's kind of like Shinji saying goodbye to Asuka. It's, it's mm-hmm. like letting her be free, you know? Right, she yeah. Be herself. Uh-huh. And then after that, it cuts to just Shinji on the ocean. Because to jump back just a little bit, Mari told Shinji that she'll come and find him because she went into the anti-universe. Mm-hmm. She said that she'll come find him. And now we cut to Shinji sitting on an old beach by himself and the animation just kind of gets worse and worse and worse and it's more like frame by frame. Yeah. It's, it's more hand-sketched and at the end. It's completely hand-drawn and it kind of makes you think like, oh, Shinji's going to fade away, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's what I kind of thought. Like, oh, Shinji's like letting himself like disappear, and then Mari shows up as a sketch, and she's like, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> out of her Ava unit, and then the second she touches the water, it goes back to like normal animation, uh-huh, and uh-huh. her Ava unit floats in the air and just poofs away. And we sound insane. <laughs> and she goes, and she like walks up to him and she starts talking to him and then, it, mm-hmm. and then there's just this really sudden cut and all of a sudden it it's just animated so differently to where it looks almost real it looks they're like yeah they're at this train station and shinji is older shinji's instantly a lot older he looks like a man mm-hmm. and mari looks like an adult and and like, all of them are there all of them are on that platform the pilots, you can see them on the other side of the platform no one really like they're not all acquainted and everything. Which is I really think cool. I think Cordio and uh, yeah, Ray are talking, Ray are talking. but yeah. But yeah, and you get a glimpse into this new world, and I can't remember what Mari says to Shinji, but she says something about like, like let's just go be happy or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Something along those lines, and then Shinji grabs Mari's hand. And they run up these stairs, and then it's a wide pan out, and it's a, mm-hmm. a real place in the world. But you see the 2D animation figures in there. 
mm-hmm. you can see Mari and Shinji running off into the distance, and it's a wide pan, and it it fades from two D animation into like live action. Yeah, and uh, the 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 place it's at is Ano's hometown. Wow. Yeah, that's his hometown. And a big theory is that Mari is supposed to represent Ano's wife, who like saved him. You know, which makes complete sense. Um, yeah, which almost makes you think like that. That last fight is kind of the pro. Um, th- this entire movie feels almost like the process of making this movie, because like he disappeared for nine years. Shinji spends the first hour of this movie in a village. He didn't make a movie for nine years. Shinji spends the first hour extremely depressed in a village. And then he rejoins the fight. Um, and then he goes off. He gets the opportunity to do whatever he wants, which is in the franchise. And his wife is there to meet him. Mari is there to meet him. Um, yeah. The final sequence is just Otto. Yeah. There is, there is, it's just Otto. And it's such a sweet ending. Mm-hmm. So just, it's happy. It's a happy ending, because that's what that's what Shinji deserved. He deserved a happy ending. It and only Shinji took three tries. Delivers. It only <laughs> took three tries. But Shinji finally got a happy, good ending. I personally really like this ending. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good for what it is, and I think it it's really hard. It's hard to end a show, let alone a franchise. You know. Mm-hmm. So being able to end it like that, wrapping up everything, is it's crazy. It's insane. It's yeah, like because it's hard to even exp- like this is literally the end of like this franchise, these four movies, and it's the end of the whole franchise, and it's the end of a phase in someone's life. As he's like stepping into it's that's such a difficult thing to try and do. There's so many layers to that, but he do, but it's done so well. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a great like, gr- yeah, really good movies. Um, and um, and then like I watched a timeline video yesterday which was made before 1.0 plus 3.0 came out but it literally like took every piece of ava content ever <laughs> like all the tie-in games the manga the rpgs the the crossovers and like put them in like one timeline the running theme is and this is so interesting to me because he's literally in one episode of the show it's all about koryu it's it's all about it's it's all about Kwaru. Kwaru? yeah whatever it's it's Kaburu. it's all about him it's all about this one guy which which makes me wonder like who he represents in Ano's life cuz the cuz it he's so constant like like the entire thing the show even like end of evangelion he pops up very briefly um and then and then in the movies it's all just Kaburu trying to not not just like trying to get with Shinji, although kind of trying to get with Shinji, but like trying to convince, trying to convince Shinji to like come back and be happy and love himself and love the world and it's it's 
you know, oh, so there's in Kaoru scenes, there's moments where he's like, you see him talking to K- Koji, and like he's in Gendo's outfit, and there and he's sitting at Gendo's desk. Um, it's almost like Gendo is what Han- Ano was afraid of, but Kaoru is who Ano kind of hoped he could be, almost. Yeah. Um, that's that's cool. That's I hadn't thought about that yet. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, rather than just segue from two separate segments, I'm cool to just like give final thoughts and rank it all. I'm so, down with that. Yeah. Okay. So I think I think ranking just the four movies by themselves. I think I would definitely put the third one at last. Just because it's really good, but it's 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 such a big shift in tone that mm-hmm. I can get why some people don't like it. And it's really hard to like if you don't watch the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And then as third, I would put the first one. Because while it's pretty bare bones, it's just, I mean, it's nostalgia bait for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing, <laughs> really done. Yeah. Um, for a second one, I would put the second movie. I, I, I like the second movie a lot. It's so much fun. I like the way you can see how the story kind of starts to change. Mm-hmm. I like the introduction mm-hmm. of Mari. I love the whole final fight and everything and the whole near third impact. But mm-hmm. man, I love the fourth movie so much. Yeah, yeah. It's, one for me. it's number one. It's such a sweet ending. And it just makes me happy knowing all the characters ended up okay. Especially with, like the only other endings being a kind of mediocre one and everyone dies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I have, I have the exact, I have the exact same ranking. Um, with three, I think, I think three is good, but especially given the fourth one, but, um, there's just not, there's just not enough context to the massive change in pace, tone, world character um but i but i really do love the dynamic with kaoru and uh there's you know some asuka stuff in there that i really like i love suzuhara i love the fact that 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 character who's never even seen in the original show and then is like barely a character in the first two movies kind of gets to be this really fun this 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 franchise I didn't really talk about it, but this franchise has always done like really really interesting, strong willed female characters, and just getting Suzuhara to come in and get to like be that character was really I've really appreciated that. Um, and then a lot of like fights, a lot of the action in three is still really good. Um, yeah, and then my number three is one is the first movie really mainly just because of that final fight, just because the final fight with Ramil, I think that's his name is such a, is such a cool fight. Like the redesign of Ramil and like the it's, it's, it's like beat for beat, but the conversations that Ray has with Shinji are all, I love all of those. Um, and then just, yeah, it, yeah. And then number two is probably, 
my my second favorite movie is probably the second one. Um, and and I just I really like a lot of that. It has uh, it has Oscar in it, who's like my favorite character. Um, I really like the. Uh, I, I like the ending. I like the third impact, the near third impact. I like that that happens. I love, I love the fact that um, Shinji kind of gets that, that opportunity to take agency and like get confidence and does it in the second movie. And then it completely blows up in his face. Um, I love that even Masato is like, do it, do it for yourself. Do it for you, Shinji. Don't do it for anyone else. And it completely blows up in their face. I, that's just very like that's just good like drama. Um, um, I I I really do like the scenes with Mari. She feels I still think she feels like a little bit pointless, but then I do like the scenes with Mari. Um, yeah, and then and then number one is is the fourth one. Um, all and I cannot decide if I like the fourth one more for the ending, or if I like the fourth one for the first hour for the village stuff. I honestly can't decide which of those two plots I, I, I like more. Cause yeah, I, I, the entire show is just the, or the, that entire movie is just such a great, like send off to the whole thing. You know, we've gotten, we've gotten the original ending. That's a great send off to Shinji. We've gotten this, we've gotten end of Evangelion. That's a great send off to the lore or whatever. Um, and a great, like, you know, just a really interesting statement from Ano towards the fans. Um, and then you, and then, you know, you get this that does all of that, um, gives a great send off to Shinji, gives development to pretty much everyone except like maybe Fuyutsuki and Ritsuko. Um, although I still really like, I still, what? I said they're fine. Yeah, yeah. I still really like Fuyutsuki and Ritsuko. Um, I, I think they're great characters, but, like, some characters don't need an arc, you know? Right, like, yeah. A... Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, I just... I, it's, such, it's such a great, like, end to this whole, like... I can't imagine what it was like being there. Like, watching this... Wa- yeah. I should watch it. I can't imagine what it was like as a fan watching this in 1996 and then watching watching this movie in like 2021. I can't imagine what that was like. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, definitely a great send-off for the franchise. Oh, okay. Great series. Great, like, um, I don't know. It's, it feels weird because, like, I, I, I didn't know what this show was a month ago, and now, like, yeah. it's had this, it's had such a large impact, which is, which, like, Seems to be a pretty consistent occurrence. Every YouTube video I've seen on it um, has has said something along the lines of Ava's, Ava changed my life or Ava, you know, saved me. 
and it makes you look at the world a different way. Yeah, um, and I, you know, I think it's I think it's done something similar for me. I, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overshare, but my state right now is not you know the greatest thing in the world, and getting to watch this show about like accepting the world as it is and then moving forward is pretty powerful. Um, and, and just that story of a creator, uh, someone who made something as an expression of their own pain and watching them like literally process it over the course of 25 years. Um, really, really, really cool. Um, yeah, yeah honestly, I, I don't think there's a whole lot else to say. I don't think there is either. I think that's, that's our shows out there that have three endings. Or that have the balls to retcon their own ending. Right. I wish more things would do that. Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that is. That's all I got to say. Um, that's all I. Got thanks to for say. thanks to anyone who actually listened to this. Thank you for coming out and uh, doing this with me for three hours talking about talking about this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm i'm kind of my brain is completely fucking fried um so i don't know what else to say uh other than yeah hope yeah, I mean, d- thank y'all for, for listening go do all the great podcast things leave a follow i think this is going to be on youtube go ahead and comment something on the youtube video or something i don't know uh yeah thanks for thanks so much for listening we will see y'all in the in the whenever i don't know I want to do I want to do more of these deep dives, but I don't know what I don't know what I'm gonna te- talk about for three hours other than Ava. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we'll uh, see y'all later. See ya.